What is up, Chick Foley Nation? We are back with a action-packed episode of the Chick Foley Show. We got so much to discuss this week. We got an NXT takeover going down uh, in about 48 hours, a ton of new action figure reveals. It is going to be an amazing show for you guys. Let me start by introducing the stars of the show, Sheena. Hello, hello. And Marco up in Massachusetts. How's it going, man? It's going, it's going. How cold is it up there right now? Um, not, it, it's cold. I'm, I mean, I'm used to the winter around here. A lot of people say it's freezing, but I mean, I'll walk outside with a t-shirt on if I have to, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty cold. It's not, it's not as freezing as it was last week. Last yeah. week was like minus degrees, but this week it's, it's, it's pretty cold, but you know. Yeah, pretty crazy. The weather's been, um, nuts. I, a lot of my friends in Texas, like they just got a lot of, uh, ice and stuff. They had like a huge ice storm and stuff and people just don't know how to, don't know how to act. I mean, I don't even know how to act. If it iced over here, I'd be like, what the hell? You know, we've lived on an island for the last six years. So, um, I feel like this cold, this cold weather, all this cold weather crap is is not for me. I'm ready for the spring. Yeah, cold weather is definitely um, wildly overrated. Uh, before we get into all the action inside the wild and wacky world of pro wrestling, we got to talk about the Super Bowl. You know, I said it last week that I thought it was going to be um, WrestleMania 24, or excuse me, WrestleMania 20, yeah, 24, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, it actually turned out to be Super Showdown. Uh, 2020 fiend and Goldberg you know yeah. we saw the old guy come back and straight up squash the young up-and-comer with uh, Brady going over uh, <laughs> Pat Mahomes in pretty convincing fashion uh, Marco is a longtime New England resident big Patriots fan what was it like seeing Brady actually win the championship with another team um obviously bittersweet on, on in these parts I can I could probably speak for a lot of a lot of Patriots fans around here but at the same time I was actually talking uh talking to my wife about this it's like you, you kind of wanted to see him win. So like it's, we've seen him win so many Super Bowls. You kind of like root for him anyway. I wasn't going to root against Tom Brady because he gave, he gave the city of Boston enough. Um, yeah. You, there's no way you guys can be mad at him. You no. know what I mean? Like um, that's the thing. My, my, the, the thing like, I mean, I, the thing I'm proud of is he, you know, he, he's coming from the, you know, from the AFC moving over to the NFC and then knocking off all three Kings while at the Super Bowl. Like, Breeze, yeah. uh, yeah. Rogers, and then Mahomes, like one after another. Um, so that was pretty crazy to see. Dude. Pretty impressive. The other uh, cool thing about that is uh, he now joins Peyton Manning. They're the only two starting quarterbacks to win Super Bowls with two different teams. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. We all know the legendary rivalry those two guys had. So that's a pretty yeah. cool footnote uh, piece of trivia that they're sharing now. So always a bummer when the Super Bowl comes and goes. That means no more NFL for, for about seven or eight months. Uh, but the good thing is it's WrestleMania season. So we got something to tie us over for at least the next couple months. Um, Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys out on social media. So you can find me over on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco's running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, though, you can join our Foley fam, chickfoleyshow.com. Join our Facebook group. We have an amazing group of guys and gals over there, you know, buying, selling, trading figures. You know, you can get all of our bonus content over there and just talk figures with some really cool, some really cool people. Um, we actually got a really nice compliment um, today from our buddy Shane Tanisir. And he said, you know, uh, I really love having this community. He's in a lot of other figure groups and he's like, it's just, it's just a different vibe in here you know he was talking about how what's different about our group so thank you so much Shane for that compliment and uh yeah come see what all the all the hype is about yeah we got some great content coming out uh last week we posted up the unboxing mania episode with the undertaker wrecking cycle and a few of the new first time in the line basics um got another episode of unboxing mania drop in here in the next day or so and we're going to have a special uh we're going to do kind of like a test we're going to do a video version of the podcast so 
Uh, we're going to do a special Black History Month episode all about, um, you know, African-American uh, action figures, um, you know, some of our favorite black wrestlers through, uh, throughout history, going back all the way from LJN up through the Mattel line. Yep. And so we're going to do an episode just about that to kind of celebrate Black History Month. Uh, but we're going to do it in audio and video. That's going to be exclusive only on Patreon. So we're testing it out. The platform that we use to record our podcast just launched a bunch of new features. And we're going to do a little bit of a, a test run on Patreon before we del- uh, before we release that out to everybody. Um, but yeah, here in the future, expect to start seeing the Chick-fil-A show video format on YouTube as well as all your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, Speaking of the Patreon, there's going to be a Patreon-exclusive giveaway this week. We're going to be giving away the Elite 82 Finn Balor. Uh, This figure represents Finn when he first came back to NXT there towards the end of 2019. Very cool figure. It's going to be Patreon-exclusive. All you got to do to join is be a member of our Patreon. And the higher tier you are, you're going to get bonus entries into the giveaway. Um, also chick Foley rumble. That's kind of one of the favorite events for the, uh, the, the Foley fam. Uh, you got to join the group to get the details on it, but I'm telling you guys, it's a ton of fun. Even if you're not in it, it's awesome just to watch. And it's going to yeah. be going down next Saturday night before elimination chamber. Stoked. Um, Sheena, tell them a little bit about, uh, our appearance on uh, the fully posable game coming over last week. Yeah. So if you did, guys didn't listen to the show last week, we had Jeff and Celeste from the, uh, fully posable wrestling figure podcast. They came over, um, you know, on their show, it's typically, you know, they always just, that they're not they're not a wrestling podcast they're a wrestling figure podcast so they don't really get to talk about the ins and outs of the business and the current product and you know their fandom and stuff like that so they came over to our show and got to share all those details and we're really excited to go to um, their show next week and we're going to get to talk about action figures and you know our history with action figures and stuff like that over on the fully posable podcast so we're doing a little bit of an invasion angle here super excited we had a lot of fun with Jeff and Celeste um last week and so if you haven't listened to that go back and listen to um the top of the show last week and you know you'll you'll hear that interview with them and then next week we're gonna uh join forces with them over on the fully posable wrestling figure podcast oh yeah we're, we're rolling in like the nwl you know it's gonna be hogan <laughs> hall and nash up and taking over you know they're not getting <laughs> so where the big boys twice. play yeah. huh I, I i've been waiting i've been licking my chops waiting for this i'm talking action figures for two hours so <laughs> Jeff, Scott, Celeste, you guys better be ready. You know, this, this is where the big boys play. We're, we're coming to check it out. So <laughs> we'll be there next week. Uh, make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe. So that way that podcast will automatically uh, show up in your feed. Uh, remember, at Ringside Collectibles, use code Chick Foley. They got their Valentine's Day sale going down right now. So uh, that will always save you an additional 10% over some of the good prices they got going. And make sure um, whatever platform you're using, check out the show notes. We have links to all of our partners right there. Make it very easy for you guys to support them and support the show. Uh, let's move inside the squared circle. So this segment's brought to you by Homage. Again, hit the link on Sheena's Instagram profile or in the show notes to get you a very nice soft tee. They are the softest tees in the biz yep. and help support the show. We have, um, a, we have a funny homage story coming up later in the podcast just to give you guys a little bit of a tease. Oh, so, yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. It's funny that this segment is, uh, you know, brought to you by homage. Yeah. Homage actually stirred up a lot of dust over in the uh, Twitter <laughs> world with Marco and a uh, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, but let, let's uh, before we dig too deep into it, about 20 minutes ago, we saw Seth Rollins come back on SmackDown. Um, I immediately popped when we heard Burn It Down come back. I was yes. not digging the the Messiah music. So I thought we were going to get that. a different character, but then he comes out and cuts a promo where he's basically like Messiah. I wouldn't even call it 2.0. I'll call him Messiah 1.1 because yeah. it looks like he's working the same, the same character style. He has a new tagline, Embrace the Vision, which to me is just, oh my God. Like, yeah. I don't Seth, know. Seth is definitely, he's still my favorite. Nothing's ever going to change that. He is my favorite of all the, uh, the current day superstars, but I, you know, first impression, I'm, 
I'm not digging the the direction he's going in right now because it looks like he, you know, it's one degree different from what he was doing before he took his break. Marco, what what did you think of Seth's return? Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that he like had the whole locker room surrounding the ring for his return. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought we were going to get appearance from uh from Roman Reigns. I thought he was going to be like you know cut him off and be like, hey. This is my show. I don't know what you're yeah. doing or that type of thing. That's but. kind of the dynamic. I'm curious how they're gonna how they're gonna play with that. You know, with two just mega heels on on SmackDown. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Who knows? You might they might uh, team up. They might they might have you know kind of like a divide and conquer type of thing, like the tribal chief and the messiah. Yeah, just you mm-hmm. know, just he'll be a part of the uh, the tribal. Can, he'll, go ahead. Their uh, their tag team name could be the Higher Powers. You know, there you go. Of the mega powers. <laughs> yeah, they the, the, the higher. High, that's the actually higher like, powers. That'd be pretty sick. They probably will mm-hmm. end up doing that. A uh, little, a uh, little shield reunion yeah. there. Throwing Apollo, uh, try to get out uh, Murphy back in there. Do like a little four man group. That'd be pretty sick. But um, my thing is, is I think they just definitely need. They, you know, they tried to get this whole thing going on with Austin Theory and um, you know Murphy and you know they had the AOP and then obviously you know um, I can't remember which which one, but. The, got hurt and then they like totally knocked the AOP out of um out of the freaking disciple tribe and yeah. I think that just kind of killed the whole thing because I love the Messiah gimmick when Seth was you know getting his disciples together and building this like mega faction mega he, uh, faction and when then he kinda- came out at number 30 at the Royal Rumble last year he was number 30 and he had Buddy and AOP come out with him and they just started kicking ass I think yeah. that was kind of yeah. the peak of that faction yeah it was awesome it, it was awesome and then you know like I said it just kind of like you know crumbled and fell apart and then we had you know the all, everything that happened and you know he left the, the never-ending mysterio the never-ending mysterio yeah the eye for an eye debacle and all that kind of stuff so i feel like maybe they could just reset that you know i'm i'm cool with the messiah gimmick i was totally here for the messiah gimmick the way they were running it but then it just he like he like says said he got tied to ray mysterio and it just drug and drug and drug and just made me really kind of loathe um you know seeing them on my tv so Anyway, if they get him together with, you know, a, a badass, you know, disciple faction, I can get behind the Messiah, you know. But I am glad that they they did give him back his his burn it down music. You guys know I hate to break kayfabe, but I will break kayfabe for a moment. I think Seth's return may end up being a casualty of the, the Thunderdome and the pandemic because I got to believe they couldn't get away with what they did tonight if there was a crowd there. I feel, I feel like, you know, from the vibe I get just on social media and stuff, the fans want to cheer Seth. You know, everybody, everybody yeah. at, at their heart, regardless of what he's doing on screen, they love Seth for all yeah. the great moments he's given several years. They love Becky. The fact that they have a kid, I think Seth Rollins behind the scenes has got just a ton of goodwill with wrestling fans. And I think he would have been, I think it would have blew the roof off the place yeah. when Seth came back tonight. Um, you know, his first time back since having his daughter, um, if there were actual fans there. But since it's the Thunderdome, you know, they can kind of manipulate the crowd to whatever they want and, and get the exact reaction they're going for. So, um, We'll see where it goes. I'll keep an open mind. If it does end up being Seth and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, which, you know, we saw Daniel come out to to help Cesaro, I'm sure that's going to be a hell of a match. You know, yeah. they will put on an awesome match oh, at yeah. WrestleMania. I'm but um, I was I was still holding out hope. As much of a long shot as it seemed like it was going to be, I was, I was holding out hope that we'd see Seth come back as the good guy. To, but we didn't get we didn't get the Roman. worst case scenario, which you which you laid out, which I yeah. thought I'm like, I was thinking when he was given that Messiah promo, I was like, oh, no, my, my <laughs> oh, darkest no. timeline. I don't think because I don't think I ever mentioned <laughs> on the show. My darkest timeline I laid out was that Seth comes back, gives a big promo about how being a dad has changed him. And it was exactly how he started out. And then he invites Rey Mysterio to the ring to apologize to him. 
And then uh, as soon as Ray accepts his apology, Seth clotheslines him and we just restart that whole feud from from square one. Yeah. So. The first time Seth told me that, I was like, I cannot believe you even put that out into the universe. Like so it that. definitely sounded like something WWE would do. I could so picture it. And, yeah. and I thought that's where we were heading there for a second. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the story that has really ignited wrestling fans around the world this past week. Um, <laughs> before we hear from Sheena Marco on this, let me just play this one more time. Okay, for those that may have missed it on Monday night or weren't listening real quick, very clearly, one more time. (laughs) That is uh, Nia Jax. She's not like most girls. After missing a leg drop onto the apron, stumbling, she stumbles around ringside and says, "My hole." It is the hardest part. Very loudly. The hardest part Um, of the ring, though. It is the hardest part of the ring. We know that, and that's one of the most sensitive parts of the body. But still, you know, I've been watching wrestling for over thirty years. And uh, I think that's the first time I've heard that one, you know, my whole. Um, so, again, we're going to break kayfabe for a bit on this one also. What What do you think, Sheena? Was that was that planned? Is that some sort of rib that, you know, they happen to just go live on national TV? Like, did she mean to say it? Was it a reflex? What What do you think was going through Naya's, uh, Naya's mind? Honestly. As she screams out, my whole on so national I TV. So, I think, you know, like I said, breaking kayfabe here. I think that. It's some sort of inside joke, maybe between her and Lana, maybe between her, you know, maybe something that she jokes about backstage or with the with the girls or whatever. Um, And uh, she just said it to kind of be funnier, maybe to like, you know, make Lana laugh or something. And then it got caught on camera and maybe she didn't mean for it to get caught on camera like that or to get picked up on the mic like that that's all i can imagine because i can't imagine she said my whole because i mean they say so much stuff that we don't hear you know um that i can only imagine that she probably wasn't anticipating it to come across that clearly for her to say my whole because everybody was like oh maybe she just said it to go viral or whatever but i mean how would you ever know that that would go viral if anything i would think saying something that ridiculous would get you like mega heat and people would be like Naya's so ridiculous she's so stupid you know why would she say something like that instead she went viral and it was literally like everybody was like this is Naya Jax's crowning moment (laughs) in a a week where we saw Kenta debut in AEW you know freaking New Japan and AEW crossovers and we saw the yeah the US title or the we saw the New Japan or yeah the the, uh, IWGP US title on AEW the biggest story is Nia Jax screaming out my hole. Uh, Marco, what was going through your mind when you saw, when you saw this on Raw, man? Um, so, so she did actually say uh, my butt first mm-hmm. when she first hit, and then she said my hole later on. So, I'm so do we talk- think that she, it was her butthole she was talking about? Yeah, I think not, so. Not to get too deep into the anatomy lesson, but there's a few different choices down there. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you think yeah, it was the butthole? Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's yeah. like three choices you can go with. Okay. No, I'm joking. I don't know. Yeah. That's three. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. the uh, attitude error of the Chick Foley show. Yeah. They actually did, uh, they, so I'm watching, uh, Smacked on the side here. And they actually, she, she and, um, yeah, it looks like we're seeing the same bump again. I see her holding her butt yeah, right now. Yeah, she is holding yeah. her butt. That's hilarious. Well, they, so they, they replayed that from Raw and they, I got to watch it again. It did look like she, like, landed, like, like one leg on the apron, one leg hanging off. So like, yeah, it, it could. It, it, she. Looked, I mean, the, the corner, the corner of the ring went up her crack. Yeah, and, so like, I, and knocked her and knocked her booty hole. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say she hit the tailbone area and uh, yeah. it just it just shockwave right up there. Seen enough, yeah. watch enough ridiculousness. 
where they had those uh, <laughs> those accidents happen where people are hitting their tailbone and they the immediate reaction is to like grab your back, like your yeah. dead back, and just like scream. So I, I'm thinking it was it, it might have been real. I don't know. She I play- thought. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was so <laughs> funny, you know, and normally stuff like I'd be like, what the hell, you know, but I don't know why it just tickled my funny bone. It, it tickled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say something else, but never mind. <laughs> oh, oh, we, it we, is we, a ticklish area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Um, but you know, the crazy thing is, is um, they, they deleted it from all like their YouTube footage and like the Hulu um, replay and like all the different things they they've like completely like went men in black on yeah. the hole you know like they uh, like the hole will live forever yeah that's a, a black hole yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah yeah pretty so, pretty did you guys think this is the biggest moment of her career so far I mean I think it's definitely her biggest baby face moment because yeah. you know uh she's she's gotten a lot of she's gotten a lot of attention before but it's usually for injuring someone or doing something yeah. bad. There was I think it's it's three moments for Nia Jax so far in in the 5 years that she's been on the the wrestling landscape Busted for us. Becky's Becky's nose. You got her when she busted Becky's nose, which she was really kind of just in a supporting role in that one. Um she did get she a big pop. She almost killed Oscar. And uh, she did get a huge pop at WrestleMania 34 when she beat Alexa Bliss for the title. She was the baby face on that one, hit that awesome Samoan drop off the second rope. And then this one, you know, I think I think this is the one that's going <laughs> to live on forever. I think that, you know, there's obviously the, the the Becky moment was iconic, but, you know, I don't think people even remember that it was Nia Jax that busted her nose at this point. They just yeah. remember Becky up in the stands with the uh, the bloody face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knew that the this ongoing Lana and Nia Jax, um, <laughs> you know, tables, debacle would give us um this this great moment in wrestling history <laughs> yeah it finally paid off after the months of seeing lana go through table and lana got the big win you know yeah. that was a pretty good bump that yeah. uh lana gave her when she knocked her through the uh the table there. that was pretty solid yeah. um we need to if if uh action figure attack steve ozer if you're listening right now let's bring back the tough talkers uh that series has been gone for about three years at a target i think we need we need a one-off make it a ringside exclusive hell Make it a Chick Foley show exclusive. Give yeah. us about a hundred of them. We'll sell them right here on the podcast. I need I need a Nia Jax tough talker that just has one line, and all it's going to say is. <laughs> Rhythm and blues. Greg Valentine, watch out! I think that would be the most oh, uh, valuable wrestling figure. Of all well, time. this was this was a very um, like you said, this was a very attitude era week for the for the women of WWE. Um, Charlie yeah. Caruso, if, if you have kids listening, definitely like hit the thirty second plus <laughs> video. This, the, we're going unsanctioned right now, so if you guys yeah. know, let's you in behind the scenes, I, I put together the format. I did not put this in here because this is uh, <laughs> we're about to go into the the R rated territory. This is like an R plus, so yeah. Keep going, Chief. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna get too deep, but what I was well, that's too deep. Is wow. ever my well, <laughs> what I will say is Charlie Caruso was uh, inter- inter- uh, interviewing Damian Priest and R Truth, and you know she was like, you know, given I can't remember was she given Damian Priest a nickname, yeah. and she said, and she said, yeah, DP, I like that, I like DP, it's got <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it, and you saw R Truth's head whipped around. I thought he had I thought he had broke his neck, and he said she gets a little confused sometimes. <laughs> Even. Uh, 
<laughs> Even our truth had to kind of like break, break his uh, his character. Go, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She, our uh... tr- truth was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" And you know, tra- I, I felt like Charlie, like, and she's like, and she doubled down on it too. It wasn't like she said it and then was like, "Oh crap!" Like, I can't believe what I just said. She said it and then she like doubled down. She's like, "Yeah, you know, DP, you know, DP." <laughs> and then our uh, truth was just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." She gets a little confused sometimes. Um, so yeah, I thought the the women of WWE did not disappoint this week uh, no. with with my whole and uh, yeah, I like DP. That was that was uh, those were the wins of the week. Oh, All right, speaking of uh, speaking of wins of the week, Ooh, Marco man. actually had a uh, near flawless victory over a WWE Hall of Famer. We had uh, we had a dark match. We had a tweet on a pole match. Yeah, and uh, Marco went over in a squash. Uh, Marco, I'll let you take this one away. Tell us about this. <laughs> This kind of bizarre, super aggressive um, interaction that you had with with Sean Waltman, aka the One Two Three Kid, aka Six, aka X Pac on Twitter. Uh, tell us how that went down. Oh man, it was it was a uh, it was fun. It was a fun time. Uh, got the got the victory. Got the easy win over X Pac. And uh, no, I'm joking. But uh, no, it was uh, so. So normally, I obviously run the tr- Twitter, and um, from time to time, I like kind of we have to promote stuff so like we have right. we have vomit we, we, we have we have chocolate and we like to help yeah. them out yeah we have ringside we have anytime they're posting stuff i retweet it or i put my own little spin on it um so uh i i think sheena posted on on the chick foley ig yeah yeah the uh like a a, a thing for for homage and uh and, and it was a picture of the the one two three kid shirt that um, I actually own. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great shirt. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use, I'll use that. I'll I'll do the same thing on Twitter. That's what I do sometimes. I usually, if I if I don't have like any ideas really floating around, I'm just scrolling through. I'm like, I'll just use that. Just and copy it on and Twitter. paste. Yeah. Yeah, because it's we have, we wanted. To, I like to kind of keep it like the same as as the uh, IG this. account a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so I post it. I do. I put my own little spin. Hey, you know, click the link below. You know, support the show and you know, just yeah, and awesome I'll, I'll read it to you. I have it right here. It says, okay. Hit the link below, shop um, at Homage to support the Chick fil A show. Get yourself something nice like this beautiful one, two, three kids shirt. And then you posted the link to our like our personal show yeah. affiliate link, um, right there. And I'll, I'll read back what, what Sean Waltman <laughs> he, he, when he threw this freaking you know, yeah. uh, right hook at you. He says, <laughs> Sean Waltman, official Sean Waltman, the real Xbox says, weird that you don't realize this is basically stealing from me or do you and you just don't give an F, you know? <laughs> so yeah, he, some fake facepalm emoji. Man. Yeah, like, facepalm emoji. <clears throat> yeah, and then Go obviously ahead, like the, I mean, obviously have the, you know, the fans are going to come out and support, you know, as, as rightfully so as they should. Oh, uh, yeah. You had um, a few other people jumping in on you? Yeah, so someone was like, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't so, even yeah, realize so it, you." So had it people. turned into like a battle royale, then, huh? Oh yeah, you didn't. Yeah, it was. I was. It was like a, almost like a. It was like a handicap match for me almost until. <laughs> so people, so people saw his tweet and were like chiming in, like you're stealing from the one, two, three. Yeah, he had like he wow. had a couple of tweets from it. He had like a bunch of likes from it and stuff like that from the tweet he did. And I was like, oh man, this is bad. So uh, obviously, I go right to the comments as to see what people are saying. Someone's like, oh, that's not, that's wrong, man. Sean doesn't work for free. You shouldn't do this and then all this stuff. And I, so I, I so I casually just went to WDEshot.com, um, search one, two, three kid, screen cap that exact same shirt. 
because um, <laughs> there's yeah. a partnership with WWE Shop and uh, Homage. And I went it's back. It's officially and, licensed merchandise. Like, yeah, it's it is. It's not yeah. bootleg merchandise. Yeah, it's so that's why. Yeah, that, that's what I think he thought it was. So I uh, yeah. went back and I just, I goes, I goes, hey, this is this is the same exact shirt. There's a partnership with that WWE Shop. And immediately, actually, no, before that, someone came to my defense and was like, it was like, oh, it's not, it's not their shirt. It's a. Uh, it's a, that that company makes that shirt. It's not yeah, they don't yeah. own it. And then it was even there. There was the moment where it was like, oh my god, is that homage's music? And they came in and waited. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they stepped yeah, in. They, uh, yeah, it was like, oh my god, they're here, they're here. But uh, homage is cashing in. Yeah, they, yeah. So they uh, helped Marco out. Yeah. So he immediately goes. So when I posted, he immediately goes uh, something like, I think what he wrote, like, oh, I'm sorry. He said, never mind. He said, never mind. I'll delete. Yeah, yeah. and he did end yeah. up deleting the tweet though. Which and, then is I think he went, and then he went back a little bit later on and kind of like wished us good luck. Yeah, he did. Stuff, he did. So yeah. He did soften the stance. In his defense, there is a uh, a metric butt ton of you know unlicensed merch out there. Speaking you know, I own some of it because there's yeah. some there's some really really cool shit out there that just happens to be unlicensed. Um, you know, it's probably not the most ethical thing to buy the stuff, but yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan, and at the end of the day, I, you know. And we support artists and small businesses and all those things. Yeah, so, I mean, and, I, and yeah. I bought enough licensed merch that, you know, I'm not losing any sleep over <laughs> And we've paid a, enough for WrestleMania tickets. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, yeah. I, I've done enough that, I, you know, I'm not losing any sleep off the unlicensed merch I get. But in Sean Waltman's defense, uh, even though he could have, you know, two seconds of research would have shown him that we were like a legit, you know, promoter of legit licensed stuff um there is a lot of unlicensed shit out there so i can yeah. see how they yeah, no. I, I totally yeah i wasn't i wasn't i didn't take any offense to him like no it was just, I, was just like, I thought it was so i was funny. in shock at first i was like holy yeah. crap i was I like, like i got tweeted by x-pac <laughs> i was like awesome i seen i seen x-pac quoted your tweet i was like oh sweet and i go to read him like <laughs> oh this <laughs> isn't sweet at all he hates my guts no, right now. It's funny because he actually, um, you know, homage stepped in and then he said, oh, didn't realize you guys were doing official, officially licensed stuff. Sorry. And then, you know, he should be thanking you and, you know, yeah. kissing your kissing your hole, dude, because he says, <laughs> wow. homage wrote and said, hey, Sean, no problem, man. Would love to send you guys some or would love to send you some gear if you're into it. Nothing but respect. So he's getting a free gear package, yeah, you know, me. with all with some WWE shop stuff because of uh, because of your tweet. So, like and- I said. Also, I think it's a little bit of a compliment uh, to homage because, like we said, a lot of the coolest wrestling merch is unlicensed stuff, and that shirt looks so good that you know it doesn't look like the typical WWE shop product. It looks like it looks like something that you know some artist or something would have would have drew up and released. But uh, pretty cool, you know, Marco. Appreciate you standing your ground. You know what I mean. Um, and, and not backing down against, uh, you know, the one, two, three kid. Yeah, with a member of the DX Army. Um, But we got to ask, man. So if if something happens between now and April, man, this feud gets kind of rekindled. Uh, what's the gimmick match, man? What are you calling? What's going to be the match at Mania if Marco and X Pac go one on one? I mean, I mean, since I mean, since Homage stepped in and they uh, they want to offer that gear up, I think it's only rightfully so we have a gear on a pole match. Homage gear say, on a pole yeah, match. Yeah, I was going to say a merch check pole or a mo- <laughs> merch check on a pole match. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Merch check. If he, if he can reach it, he can get the gear. If not, I mean, yeah. <gasps> He's SOL, as they like to yeah. say. But um, no, that was it's a legend. Like, a legend's contract on a pole match. I yeah, the, the the funny thing about that night was uh in the Facebook group when Sheena was like, "You guys are over here watching AEW and NXT. I'm over here watching this dark match." <laughs> dark <laughs> between match Marco between and the one, two, Marco three and the one two three kid going down on Twitter. <laughs> it was literally Wednesday Night Wars that night. It was the Wednesday Night Wars. I was like, what the hell's going on? This is Marco yeah. one on one with a WWE Hall of Famer and lived to tell the tale. Man. Yeah. So the f- funny happenings in the world of Chick Foley this week. <laughs> Good oh, stuff. Yeah. 
time for the weekly beverage break. Uh, this is where we go around and talk about what we're sipping on as we record the show each week. Uh, Sheena, start us off. We got something special this week, so what are you drinking? So I'm drinking a Combat Spandex from friend and Foley fam member Zach Hertzler. He sent uh, myself and the heel husband a couple of these Combat, combat Spandex brews um, from Hoof Hearted Brewing. Pretty cool. I mean, the can has like, you know, Sheiky Baby got, um, you know, Hogan in the camel clutch and that's uh, so that's actual the, the artist from you know the speaking, match that speaking started of unli- uh, unlicensed merch yeah, yeah from the match that started the whole <laughs> rock and wrestling era you know when yeah. hogan won the world championship from the iron sheet so really cool uh, artwork yeah really cool artwork on the can which you know again i'm a sucker for a, a cool can and like you know even if the even if the um you know beer isn't that great i'm like oh i gotta have the can which is why i bought the snoop dog wine you know but ended up actually really loving the snoop dog wine so this is a um sour triple india pale ale with mango kiwi vanilla and milk sugar added um yeah it is 11.4 so i'm gonna be tom brady wasted by the time this is uh i'm gonna be staggering i mean that's gonna be walking me to the to the bed like you know like tom brady's you know helping hand that he had uh off his uh post super bowl so uh yeah 11.4 percent uh it's really freaking good it like it's tastes just like mango juice yeah i i had one earlier tonight and it was awesome man like i i was a little bit nervous because you know we were to be honest we got it off the can art you know what i mean we saw the can art and we're like okay we, we got to try this we love wrestling we love beer let's try this thing reading the description it's got a lot going on you know it's tri- triple yeah. ipa with kiwi vanilla milk sugar like sour said. yeah sour. a ton going on but it's awesome it really even tastes like ipa it tastes mm-hmm. like a sour ale it doesn't have any like bitterness to it yeah, at all you like, could definitely get bombed off of these things um yeah you, on yeah. a hot day if you're out like drinking these oh like, yeah yeah, you yeah. Get I, 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 I feel like i could do like a, like a six pack of these things um so yeah if you got a chance to get your hands on combat spandex definitely grab it yeah so um, thank so. you so, thank you zach for uh for this beverage this yeah evening. we sent up zach a couple local brews from here in the, the yeah. tidewater area to uh to, they're so actually from norfolk yeah, yeah here in norfolk yeah, yeah. smart mouth brewery um i'm doing the the basic bitch thing and just drinking uh some miller light marco what are you doing i'm doing the uh i think it's basic as well as some guinness so just oh, like regular guinness. old guinness I don't think you've ever drinking a drink a Guinness on the show here with us before. No, so yeah, yeah, if I yeah, if I do yeah, if I do stouts, it's usually the uh, local. But I felt I felt like uh, it's I wanted a smooth a smooth Guinness. So. You got a uh, you got bottle can. What's the uh, what 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 form factor are you working with? I'll say I got the can. Um, okay. but I'm not drinking yeah. it out of the can. You gotta put it in the glass. Got a pint. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta tip. You gotta let it. You gotta let it yeah. simmer. You gotta let the Gotta let you gotta, the foam you gotta get settle. a nice little head on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never had a, you know, I'm, I, I'm a pretty moderate drinker. I've actually never had Guinness out of a can. The only time I've ever had Guinness is um, like on, on draft, tap. man. Yeah. I'm, I, so I really like Guinness, but only if it's like cold enough to hurt your teeth. It's got to be like, you know, sub, sub freezing temperature, um, like just ice cold. That's the only way I can mm-hmm. really handle Guinness because it is, it's a thick beer. Oh, yeah. I like stouts. I'm not a huge, not a huge Guinness fan, but I do like a good stout. All right, let's get back into inside the squared circle. Uh, let's just do a little bit of Wednesday night wars roundup. Um, we saw Cameron Grimes with a slight tweak of his gimmick. Uh, everybody knows over the last month the uh, the game stock. Um, the GameStop stock story, you know, it's pretty crazy. A bunch of guys off Reddit basically teamed up uh, to get the GameStop 
GameStop stock. Jeez, it's Whoa. hard to say. Yeah. Say that five times fast. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'll start calling it GameStop from now on because that's kind of already the slang word for it. Um, basically, for those that don't know, GameStop stock went from about 10 bucks a share up to almost 500 bucks a share at one point earlier this month. Strictly off of a lot of kind of intricate market variables going into place. But what it was was a bunch of people off Reddit teamed up and just started buying up all the stock. And then simple supply and demand took over and the value skyrocketed for about a week or so um, before it came crashing back down. So if you were able to buy and then sell at the right time, a lot of people made um, some serious cash off of it. Supposedly, Cameron Grimes actually made a pretty decent chunk of change off of it. And that's where they got the idea to have this gimmick. Uh, Marco, what do you think of Cameron Grimes being the face of the uh, the Reddit stockbroker movement for NXT? I, I loved it. I love that. Uh, I love that gimmick. You gotta, sometimes you got to bring uh, some type of realness into yeah. wrestling. You can't, I mean... You can you can escape you you watch wrestling for an escape, but you know you kind of want to see some real world stuff in it, and, and usually it's the it's the fun stuff that's happening. So yeah, no, I definitely I really it, it brings another element to his character too because he you never see him like tossing money around and doing all yeah. this like fancy stuff. That, well, not really fancy for Cameron Grimes, but in that sense, but um. Yeah, because yeah, he's like your, you know, old like hipster style. You know what I mean? Like they they typically don't just like carry wads of cash in their pockets. You know? Yeah, he like kind of. I'm not. I'm not gonna say he represents the, the you know the the people involved with that, but he's probably he's probably a, a represents a few of the people that yeah. were involved yeah. in that uh, game stock thing that happened. And uh, yeah, no, I follow it too on Reddit. I've been watching it and stuff like that and see what people are doing. It's still going. They're still still buying up that stock. Yeah, right now what they're saying is, you know, yeah, not to turn this into a financial pod. They're saying if you, if the guys, because a lot of people sold once it started going down a little bit. They're saying if you just hold right now, eventually it's going to go back up. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'm a little bit too fiscally conservative to to dive too deep on that, but I do kind of wish, like, if I could go back, I think I would just took my uh, my stimulus check from Uncle Joe and just bought a bunch of Game Stock GameStop stock there on uh, January first. I know. I can't. Where were you on that? You normally got your ear to the ground on that kind of stuff, dude. Like I said, it's just it's risky, and a lot of people actually lost a, lo- a lot of money. Like unless you bought or sold at the right time, you ended up kind of getting screwed. But yeah. it's cool to see them jumping on this right away because typically when uh, oh, WWE yeah. does try like to capitalize on the uh, on like the like pop you know normal pop culture modes, they're usually about six months behind. So yeah. um, we'll see where this goes. I'm a huge fan of Cameron Grimes. I like this he came out. I'm still waiting. Again, I'm going to break kayfabe for a moment. I'm you guys resident kayfabe expert, so I do feel the need to give that disclaimer. Time I'm going to gonna break kayfabe i'm waiting for the moment when cameron grimes loses and then gets serious because i think the guy could have an awesome main event run as just a kind of badass uh country boy um but you know it looks like he's gonna still work the comedy stuff here for a little bit um lance archer uh let's move it over to aw he looked freaking awesome on yeah. wednesday night you know he looked amazing in that main event um what well, marco you want to talk a little bit about your thoughts on lance archer's performance as uh john moxley's tag team partner yeah, he uh, he he definitely he definitely showed up and showed out in that yeah. match. I wasn't expecting uh, out of all the the star power in that match for him to be like kind of like a standout um, person. But after like, I watched it again, I think that was kind of like the point is to get him back in that like um, like that main event pitcher because yeah. they kind of like started off hot and heavy when he first came and then he kind of like dwindled out. Um, he was supposed to get that title shot against Moxley. Um, what was it last year? Yeah, there was last year. They kind of yeah, it kind of just fizzled out. Yeah, so like now he's uh, back on the baby face. Yeah, I'm ready to see him and Kenny Omega go one on one now. Oh yeah, no, he was he, 
He's doing some, especially with the potatoes, like him grabbing the box of potatoes and and hitting Kento with it. And it, it was, Double choke slam he hit. Oh yeah, it was. He was uh, like I said, he him and uh, I think as as far as like for the past like month, or was it last month? Uh, Moose, like for the big men, like um, just seeing like the big guys like um, taking over, and not when the you know the, the little guys are always going to be around. They're always going to be the the show sailors and do all the cool moves and stuff like that. But when you see guys that size pull off different types of move sets and, you know, move as fast as the littler guys and, you know, it, it brings a different element to it. And I think, I think, uh, yeah, he's definitely in the main event pitcher at some point. Yeah. Also Jeremy Padauer, if you're listening, when are we getting our Lance Archer figure, dude? The guy yeah. is so yeah. freaking toyetic, man. I was really hoping he was going to be Give part me that of my before. Yeah. yeah. So instead of getting our ninth Cody figure, Give us a Lance Archer, dude, because yeah. that guy looks awesome, man. But, uh, yeah, I, he really showed out. That's another thing that Mox has been awesome about, even back in his Dean Ambrose days. One thing I loved about him, the dude is so humble, man. He's so down to earth. Like, he's always cool to let somebody else kind of take over and get the starring role for a little bit. You know what I mean? Because even though coming in, like, Mox was kind of a hot character, like, that match was definitely set up to let Lance Archer shine and, yeah. and get over and, and kind of level up in AEW. So, so hats off to everybody involved. That was a wild ass match, man. Like yeah, I, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it it was awesome. You know, every everybody came out, everybody involved came out looking better for it. Um, and, and AEW is just on fire right now. Um, I was keeping it with AEW, we saw uh, Sammy finally leave the inner circle. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Marco? Is is this going to be a good move long long term for Sammy, or is he going to end up regretting this one? No, I think I think it's I think it's a good move on his part. I think it's his time to to shine and be that that star that I think I, I think I said him and Darby Allen were like their biggest stars or homegrown yeah. stars. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's best for him to, to split away from the inner circle and let that whole um, group implode. Cause that's, what's pretty much probably going to happen at some point. It's, do you, you think that they're going to like follow, you think they're just going to shift and start following or like shift power to MJF and then the inner circle is going to follow MJF or do you yeah. think it's just going to completely dissolve? I think, I think they're going to shift power. Um, and I can see, I can see Jericho probably, you know, disappearing at some point, them attacking Jericho and, yeah. and him slowly taking that. over. Yeah. It's going to be a that slow build. Sense. It's not yeah. going to be fast. It's going to be MJF just like slowly taking over the inner circle little by little. And, uh, and eventually maybe we'll see a reunion of less but sex I, gods. But I love this. Honestly, like, you know, it's time for them to do something with the inner circle. You know, as much as I hate it because I do love the inner circle. Um, I mean, this is like the OG. Yeah, this is like the OG faction, you know, and and kudos to Dynamite for just hanging on to them and allowing them to just thrive and, you know, continue to like build and just be the hottest thing on um, on Dynamite, you know, each week in and out. And um, like, you know, WWE would have broken them up months and months and months ago you know yeah. I mean, they, would, they would have already been broke up but, i think uh, that's one of the best things about aw is they're very very patient in their storytelling yeah. it, it's probably a little bit of a product of only having um you know five pay-per-views a year but they, they're very good at telling but a they slow have a lot burn of like, story like monthly events yeah they do a good job they do a good job of sprinkling in the special edition dynamites but but yeah, I think because they don't have, you know, a network special or whatever True, every yeah, three or yeah. four weeks, it gives them the luxury of being able to kind of draw these things out and tell the stuff in a lot more shades of gray instead of kind of rushing through stuff like mm-hmm. it seems like WWE has to sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I could see, um, I could definitely see like, you know, after a while, you know, Jericho obviously leaving, um, uh, Samuel like be his own guy and then like, you know, maybe um, 
uh, Jake Hager leaving as well. And like, maybe they reunite at some point, just seven, three and, you know, yeah. go against like um, MJF and Santana Ortiz. I think, I think they're going to be the ones to stay. If anything, if they like completely dissolve, it's yeah. going to be Santana Ortiz, MJF and Wardlow essentially be like the inner circle. And then like uh, Jericho and Jake and Sam would be kind of like the outcasts and, you know, probably do their own solo things for a little bit, then maybe reunite that type of thing, which would be pretty cool. Like see Jericho as a, a face at some point in AEW would be good as well. I think that's, yeah. that's due. That's definitely what we need for his, his last run. You know, whenever it's time for Jericho to finally hang it up, we need to see Babyface, Lionheart, Chris Jericho come back. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sheena, you're going to have to break this one down for me. I was kind of out of the country when this thing all, you know, when this guy blew up, I really have like very limited, as much as I'm into music and stuff, I got limited essay on this guy. Bad Bunny has apparently just set WWE's bank account on fire. He's been selling all kinds of merch, generating TV ratings, um, tons of social media interests. Whereas, you know, I really couldn't care less when the guy's on TV. I'm like, let me change the channel. They've, Basically handcuffed him to Damian Priest to help get Damian Priest over on his debut. Yeah. Um, take it away because I don't get it. So I'm, I'm looking for one of you guys basically explain the appeal of this guy. So I don't know what the appeal is, honestly. Like, okay, so, you know, I'm a mom and I can't keep my ears to the ground. I mean, I'm not like hip and cool anymore, I guess. You know what I mean? So I'm not on all the new music and whatnot like I used to be prior to having <laughs> kids. So um, Bad Bunny I just feel like oh, the only reason, the only thing I ever knew about Bad Bunny is I would always see Ted, um, you know, wrestling for sale. I would always see Ted posting stuff about Bad Bunny, you know, because I guess they're friends or he knows Bad Bunny. And uh, and it was just like, that's how he kind of came on my radar. Right. However, <clears throat> this guy, while I was like, you know, completely oblivious is you know, the most streamed artist globally, like has 8.3 billion streams in 2020, 8.3 billion, right? Like think about how, how fiercely loyal, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift dropped new albums in 2020. Billie Eilish was the hottest thing in 2020, you know, love, love Billie Eilish, right? Mm. He beat out all of them, you know, like Billie Eilish, uh, Ariana Grande beat out her like 8.3 billion. So this guy is doing, he has, he has mainstream appeal out the freaking wazoo. Yeah. Um, and the craziest thing is, so he, you know, he came on the rumble and now he's going to have a WrestleMania match of apparently he's training at the performance center. So apparently he's, mm-hmm. you know, he is going to take some bumps and he's taking it seriously and whatnot. Um, so he's going to have a match with Damian priest with Miz and Morrison, but get this, this is what just blows my freaking mind. So you realize he had, Oh, after his appearance on the Rumble and then the following Monday Night Raw, he had, out of all WWE merch sales, he had the top four spots locked in. His men's shirt was number one. His pullover hoodie was number two. His women's shirt was number three. And then the youth version of his shirt was number four. The stuff is all sold out right now. So I got Bad Bunny's WWE shop page pulled up. Yeah. All the Royal Rumble merch for him. So they did a poster, a pullover, and then a men's, women's, and youth t-shirt all sold out, which... You, you guys know how I've hardcore we are wrestling. On, I've yeah. never seen anything straight up just sold yeah. out on, on yeah. here. So yeah, yeah, that that is wild. So man. the report that they're giving is that it has driven over, like his merch alone has driven over five hundred thousand dollars in sales for WWE. And so the fifth spot, get this, so the fifth spot was Roman Reigns, and his items that he sold, Roman Reigns sold less than five percent of what the top selling Bad Bunny item sold. 
So like yeah, Bad Bunny is a freaking merch machine. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, what the hell? Yeah, he's he's one of the biggest um not not just Latin uh music artists, like biggest artists in the world, like you said. Globally. Yeah, yeah globally. Top, top um, artists in the whole world. Yeah, right you thought now. like you thought everyone thinks like, you know, Drake, the Drakes of the world and stuff like that when it comes to kind of like like hip hop influenced music and stuff like that. Yeah. No, Bad Bunny's Bad Bunny is it. Definitely with the uh um Especially with the with his wrestling, his love of wrestling. So yeah. one of my favorite things is when it when a when a artist or a celebrity is also a fan of wrestling, because then it doesn't make you feel as like you know cause it, there's still that thing you're a wrestling fan. It's like oh you still you still watch that stuff. Well yeah, yeah, Bad Buddy watches it. The biggest artist in the world loves it. He's actually doing right. it. Um, and he he actually had um he has that 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 Booker T song that he named he named it yeah. after Booker T. But he yeah. also um, had a video. I think it was either last year or the year before. Um, Stone Cold was in his video, uh, one oh, of his wow. music videos. Yeah, he did a cameo, um, beating some dudes up in a in, in a Bad Bunny video. So this yeah. is a legit wrestling fan, um, and I'm 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 here for it. I mean, it is kind of crazy that he's like outselling actual superstars. <laughs> it is cool. It definitely didn't. Uh, I mean, the the numbers for Raw are still pretty pretty crappy. So it definitely didn't yeah. draw numbers to like TV. But the the YouTube segments that he's been in oh, and yeah. stuff have been like blowing through. Like you know, their their numbers are like through the roof. I think that's more important than TV ratings at this point. Also, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean not to the not to the network providers. It's not. You know what I mean? The freaking Fox don't care. People are watching on YouTube. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, so you got to think too. Like the, like all those channels have a YouTube channel. Um, so they can, true. so they can true. still get those uh, those numbers, and I think uh, uh, Triple H brought this up. I think earlier in the week he did a did an interview. He was just answering like questions and stuff like that, and um, he even said it, which I kind of agree. Like he said, like he th- like nowadays with TV, he thinks it's like pretty naive for people to just focus on like TV ratings. I feel when like people, Dave Meltzer is the only person that even really is like making a big deal of that stuff nowadays. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah just because you gotta like you gotta think there's so many different avenues. Like, you gotta think kids of this generation. Aren't really watching TV. They're watching YouTube clips. They're watching even, Twitter clips. Even they're watching us. We have a weekly podcast where we talk about wrestling, and a lot of times I will catch up on what happened in the week of wrestling on YouTube and like yeah. you know via like all kinds of different media outlets like Instagram and stuff like that, Twitter, um, because you don't have time. Like nobody has time to sit down and watch three hours of raw on Monday, two hours of SmackDown on Friday, nine hours of live wrestling every week, the Wednesday night wars. And that's not even getting into AW dark, MLW, new Japan, NXT UK. Yeah. yeah, NXT UK, all of the all of the bonus content, like you know, AEW also has like you know, being live. the elite and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, two hundred five live, all the stuff that we don't even think about, you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's it's pretty freaking crazy. I know there was some talk um, and rumors and stuff that there was some you know uh, backstage bad blood, you know, with uh, Bad Bunny coming in because a lot of the guys like those mid carters and stuff are thinking like you know, well, if Bad Bunny's going to be on the card, then that's going to take my spot, you know, which. I get it. They're trying to draw. They're trying to draw eyes to WrestleMania, but there's also been talks of like Cardi B having, um, you know, I don't know if it's like a musical appearance or if like she wants to have an, a, you know, an actual appearance. Yeah. Um, Bow Wow. I'm like Bow Wow. Yeah. I think I know. I know. I don't have that. Cardi B. I think Cardi B might actually happen. Bow Wow just said he won't do that. They're not going to bring Bow Wow in. I was like, when was the last time Bow Wow was relevant? <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, I don't know, but yeah, Cardi B. I could see her her coming on um, and like doing, you know. Ho- hopefully she wouldn't sing WAP. I don't know with the, <laughs> maybe she could change it to my hole, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think she could get away with it nowadays. So that's right. Who knows? All right. On that note, <laughs> it's time 
for the latest showdown and the hottest rivalry in the entire world of pro wrestling, the Chick Foley Show. Let me stretch. Prediction Championship. Sheena has been holding it down. Uh, how, did you get it back in Survivor Series? Is that when you want it back? Or did you was lose it Survivor it? Series? Yeah, I think you want it back in Survivor Series because uh, it was coming down to the only way you would have lost, I think, is if The Fiend run in. I don't know. Yes. You guys need to keep up with it. It's between y'all two. But I yeah, know. I think it's Survivor Series when, when Sheena won it back. Um, we got Takeover Vengeance Day, which I'm just going to call it Vengeance. I don't know why they felt the need to throw in Day on there, I guess, because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I'm going to call it St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That was another good option. They had that or they had Vengeance. I don't know how they kind of settled in this middle ground. I'm going to call it Vengeance, though. Um, it looks like it's going to be a very awesome show. You know, five matches. It's our typical lean, mean NXT Takeover. Um, we'll get right into it. Sheena's going to get to pick first. We're going to start with the Women's Dusty Rhodes Cup. Ooh. The yeah. first ever um, finals. It's going to be... The, we, we, it was announced this week also that the winner of this match will be getting a shot at uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championship. So, on one side, we got Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, yeah. and they are going to be going up against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Sheena, what's your pick? All right. I am going with... I'm going with Ember and Shotzi. I think they are going to uh, win the Dusty Classic. Okay. That's some deep insight there, Marco. Uh, <laughs> what, what's your take on this match? Man, I do love I, – everyone knows my love for Shotzi Blackheart. I um, think she's a fantastic performer. I do love Ember Moon. She's great as well, but I'm not picking them. I'm picking Raquel, Big Mama Cool herself. Big Mama uh, Cool. Uh, and Dakota Kai because I think I, I just think they're destined to, to win. They already have they're they're already doing the comparisons of to Shawn Michaels and and uh and Kevin Nash with the, with All them right. too. So I think I think they're they're destined to win. They're they were they were together way before Ember and Shotzi were a tag team. Yeah, and I'm going with the uh, I'm going with them too. I like it. You guys going in opposite directions on the first match. Um, I actually agree with Sheena. I think that. Shotzi Blackheart's been on such a roll, and this is Ember Moon's first really kind of big showcase match since she's come since she returned to NXT. I think Ember and Shotzi are, are taking this one. Um, if you guys remember the first men's Dusty Cup, it was Finn Balor and Samoa Joe back when Samoa Joe was still a good guy or babyface mm. uh, for, for the Smarks out there, and uh, and they won it. And so I think it's going to be some, a, a parallel to that. I think we're going to see Ember and Shotzi win it, and. Uh, and then maybe get a little Ember and Shotzi one-on-one uh, -on -one action down the road to see who's going to end up uh, kind of being the the star out of those two. Mm -hmm. uh, Marco, you're going to get first dibs on the next one. The North American Championship match. There were some rumors earlier this week that this match might be off, but it turned out to just be a work. Johnny Gargano was trying to fake his way out of it. Mm -hmm. He's going to be de uh, defending his North American Championship against Kushida. Marco, what's your pick? Um, I do love Kushida. I think he's a... Uh... Destined to win a title, um, just not on Sunday. Too many shenanigans, too many outside interferences with the way hanging around there. I'm going Journey Gargano, retaining and be right. the longest yeah. reigning North American. Yeah, I'm going with Johnny Gargano too. Like you said, I think with the way and Austin Theory, you know, getting involved, I think it's going to be a, uh, you know, a, ba a bad day to be Kushida. Um, even though I do think Kushida is deserving of a North yeah. American title. Title reign, um, I think it's going to be a lot of hijinks because it's been a lot of hijinks up until this point, and it really, to me, you know, breaking kayfabe wouldn't make sense for them to pull all this stuff, you know, with Johnny's broken arm and you know all this stuff. Um, if they were just going to have him lose on on Sunday, I feel like it's just going to carry this feud even further, um, and we'll get an even better match in the in the future. 
I actually disagree with you guys. I think Kushida is going to win. You know, he's been in NXT wow. for a while now. Um, I don't think they, I don't think he, I think he's going to be feeling a little bit of desperation going into this match. You know, if he loses, he's going to kind of be in that spot where it's like, all right, I'm kind of just spinning my tires here. And the other thing is the way has been, they've been so goofy. You know, I feel like they're going to get involved and they're going to end up costing Gargano the match. I, I think, can see uh, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think they're just going to, you know, Austin Theory's awesome. He's a talented dude, but I really think, you know, something goofy is going to happen and, and they're going to be trying to help, but end up costing Gargano the match. And I think Kushida's walking away with a belt uh, to get his biggest win to date in NXT. All right, I'm going to toss it back over to Sheena for the first pick on our next match. The uh, finals of the men's Dusty Cup. Grizzled Young Veterans are in the finals once again after making it last year. They're going up against the newcomers, MSK. Sheena, what's your pick? Um, I feel like it's it's a good move. Um, I think MSK is going to win. Um, I love I love the Grizzled Young Veterans, but I feel like they introduced MSK. They've allowed them to look dominant throughout this you know entire uh Dusty Classic, and it's really the good move to let them go ahead and win this thing and establish them as a new like tag team force in in NXT. So I'm going with MSK. And we still do not know what that stands for. So maybe if they win, they'll cut a promo and uh, let us know what MSK even stands for. Marco, uh, what's your pick? Uh, yeah, definitely MSK. I think uh, it's the right move, just piggybacking off of what she just said. It's definitely the right move. And bringing them in the way they did. Uh, to have them, you know, win the uh, win the tournament. Um, the other thing too is you want to have a tag team like that um, on Wednesday night to go up against all the amazing tag teams that AEW has, and for that sure. kind of do like the same type of move set. So I think it's the best move for them to, you know, for them to win yeah. and uh, then showcase those abilities every every Wednesday. So both of you guys think uh, Grizzled Young Veterans are going Buffalo Bill style, losing in the finals two years in a row? Yeah. Yep. All right, interesting. Um, I got to ask a question. You know, it's it's is going to happen on NXT next Wednesday, but why in the hell can we not get Carry On Cross versus Santos Escobar on this show? You know, we only got five matches. I think you get a sixth one in there, especially because those tag team matches are going to be totally different flavor from uh, from the rest of these. We only have two other one on one matches on the show. I right. just I'm so intrigued by this match because. I think the one cool thing, I think the thing that you got to do to really get the cruiserweight division over is occasionally let the best of the cruiserweights go out and fight some heavyweights. You know what I mean? Santos Escobar's had what's turned into a pretty significant run with the cruiserweight championship. And I think even if he came out on the losing end against Carry On Cross, it would give that whole division so much legitimacy to see him take Cross um, to the limit um, in a one on one match. So, what, what do you guys think? Would you guys be down to see this added to the show? Do you think it was a mistake having it on a regular episode of NXT? Mm. Um, no, right, I've stunned I, both of our stars into silence. I, on this I mean, I would say, I mean, yeah, it does look like it could be kind of like a pay per view type of match, but at the same time, not taking anything away from Santos Escobar, but um, I, I think that match does belong on a on a on NXT television, um, just because it's kind of like a like you said, you're intrigued by it, and I think a lot of people are, myself included. Um, so I think they're going to get a lot of eyes watching it, and I think it will definitely help out in the uh, in a ratings, the ratings boost. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because yeah. AEW is cranking out pay per view quality matches every single week, Very so yeah, I, I guess they do got to keep leave a few uh, rounds in the chamber for for Wednesday nights. Yeah. So, what about you, Sheen? Are you are you how hype are you for this match? I'm hype, dude. I, I've liked Kyrian, um since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, Kyrian. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited to see him. You know, back and and better than ever. So yeah, what what better way to start picking off? Uh, you know, picking them off one by one. Start with Santos Escobar. You know. All right. 
Let's move to the women's championship match. It's going to be a triple threat match. Io Shirai, in my opinion, the best women's wrestler in the world right now, defending against former NXT UK champion Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Marco, you're up first. Who oh, do you man. This is tough. Because um, I, I, I kind of want them to do something for WrestleMania weekend, but obviously that's probably not going to happen. Um, it's like kind of like a one-on-one match. Are we even getting a an NXT event um WrestleMania up? Uh, so there's no takeover because remember WrestleMania is two nights this week, yeah, it's Saturday right. and Sunday. But yeah. um, it's been speculated on the dirt sheets that there's going to be uh, some sprinkling of NXT matches on WrestleMania. Like I okay. think for sure, I think def- I would definitely expect Finn to have a match, and then you know I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw maybe the women's the NXT women's match yeah. on WrestleMania also. So NXT is going to have a presence on WrestleMania, but no. We're not going to have our traditional WrestleMania weekend takeover. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to go off of that if they're actually going to have like a, a women's match. Because I would definitely like to see like Tony Storm and Io Shirai one on one. Nothing against Mercedes Martinez at all, but um, man, this is a tough one. I don't know if I I want to I want to pick Tony Storm, but I think I, I can't go against Io Shirai at all. She's definitely uh. on a roll. She's going to be like one of the longest reigning women's champions. In that company's history, so true. So here's my thing. I I am with you. I think you know you can. It's it's hard to pick against Io Shirai because she yeah. could absolutely win this match hands down. You know, no problem. Um, but I feel like maybe we're ushering in a new. I mean, she's had the title for a while, right? Yeah. And, you know, the problem with Io Shirai is she she's her title reign has kind of lacked some like whoa 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 whoa. Storyline. No problem with Io Shirai. She is awesome. The, I mean, yeah, there's no holes. She there's a little no bit holes of, in her. Yeah, she just liked a little bit of like storytelling. I feel like in yes. her in her feuds. Yep. You know what I, I can mean? see that. Yeah, I mean, like, the, you, the main appeal of her is definitely the in-ring. just her. Yeah, yeah. just her in-ring. Yeah. The, and me, I love a good build. I love a good storyline. I go. I love a good history between you know like the people that you are like, feuding. You like to be sports entertained. I like to be sports entertained. What can yeah. I say? You yeah. know, um, nothing so wrong with that. That's, that's really the only drawback with Io Shirai. Everything else. I agree with you guys is perfect. I love her, Yeah, uh, you know, from, from her entrance music to her move set, her to, presence, everything. Yeah. She seems like when you hear that theme music hit, it seems like a big deal. Yeah. But you know, her, her and Tony storm definitely have a, a history, um, between the two of them from the May young classic and oh. all of that. So I think, yeah. I think I'm going to go with I'm not I don't think I'm going with Tony Storm. I think wow. Tony Storm is going to leave Vengeance Day the new NXT Women's Champion. Um, she Did you looks, guys hear that sound? That was you can actually hear the championship like whooshing off of Sheena's waist <laughs> and rushing over to Marco. Because I'm going to tell you guys right now, Io Shirai. I, you know, I love her, man. I think she is by. I don't think it's close. I don't think there's an argument. She is the best women's wrestler in the world. She is not going to lose that championship in a freaking triple threat. You know, yeah, no, she'll, she'll come up with some kind of strategy. I can see that being the only She's drawback is that it, that it yeah. is a triple threat and it's match. Been, and to break kayfabe for a sec, it's been such a uh, a significant run with the title. I just don't see I, I see it in, in a one-on-one match. You know, it'd be a shame to see her lose it in some kind of triple threat where she's not even involved in the finish. Um, but should be an awesome, awesome match either way. Yeah. But Definitely a bold call. You know, I definitely think I don't see Mercedes Martinez. I don't see any scenario where she walks away with the belt. I think it's it's a it's a two horse race yeah. between EO and Tony Storm. Um, but yeah, I just I think EO's winning it, you know. I mean Tony's a former champion, dude. Yeah, we, yeah, we she, act like she, she we act like she's just like, you know, like just some some Joe Schmoke no, off she, the street. She, yeah, she's, she's like she's a, legit. Know, if, if 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 this was EO Shirai versus Tony Storm, I'd probably be a little bit more nervous about seeing my girl 
um, walk out of there with the belt. But, you know, yeah. I, I think triple threat match, I think Io Shirai is going to come up with some sort of strategy to be able to cancel out uh, what Tony and Mercedes do and, and walk away with the belt. But but bold yeah. call, you know, definitely respect Sheena going out on a limb and predicting the title change here at Vengeance was Tony Storm winning. Yeah. Um, with that, let's move to the main event. This should be awesome. On yeah. paper, this oh, is, yeah. you know, I think that this is, this, this could end up being the match of the year. You know what I mean? If, if they hit the, if they maximize the potential of, of what this looks like, this could be a match of the year contender for sure. We're going to see Finn Balor defending the NXT championship against the bruiser weight, Pete Dunn. Sheena, what's your prediction? So this is really hard. Um, that's what she said. Um, th- I just feel like, so we have two freaking mega forces here. You know, you have Pete Dunn, longest reigning NXT UK champion, just one of the longest reigning champions period of the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. yeah. The bru- the bruiser weight, Pete Dunn. I love him. I've loved him since day one. Yep. Um, you know, we've also, and you got Finn Balor, you know, former, former universal champion, the first universal champion, first, you know, yeah, the inaugural universal champion, longest reigning NXT champ, longest reigning. NXT I think, or did Adam Cole break his no, record? I, maybe Adam Cole broke his okay. record. We need, he, he's probably got the most combined days as NXT champion. Anyway, yeah. he has two reigns now. So yeah, Mr. NXT Finn Balor. Yeah. So this is, this is really tough. Um, my, my gut is telling me that maybe they're going to, with, you know, breaking kayfabe, the, the ratings are so bad. Maybe they're going to bring Finn Balor back up to the main roster. So maybe this would be an opportunity for them to give Pete Dunne, um, you know, his rightful reign as NXT champion. But also, like, I mean, Finn Dunne, Finn, Finn, Dunne, Finn Balor has been <laughs> kicking ass since he's been down there. So, um, should I go two branches in a row and just go out on a limb? I'm gonna go with Pete Dunn's gonna win the uh wow. the NXT, <laughs> the NXT wow. title uh, at Vengeance, dude. The pre you're going against the Prince. I know that's, I'm going against the Prince. That's it's, upsetting. It's, it's a very um, it's a very tough call. Like there's mu- no there's no wrong answer to this. Uh, as, as much as I love the fact that like you know Finn Balor could if he lost the title could possibly go back to the main roster, but at the same time. If they lose Finn Balor in NXT, that that That's it's, a huge loss. there's no coming back. There's no coming back from that. True, but now all. they got Kerry and Cross back. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're building. They're building themselves back up. You know? Yeah. So I mean, do you still do that marquee guy that everyone knows or gal? Either That's one. True. Um, but no, it's definitely no. He's he's keeping that title. He's going into WrestleMania. He's definitely going to be in WrestleMania. Not sure what capacity. Maybe Edge might pick him. Who knows? We don't, yeah, we don't that's know. A, see, being so close, I mean, that kind of makes me feel like, oh, crap, you know, I made the wrong call. Because being so close to, to WrestleMania season, like, yeah, they're going to want Finn to be so a part of, I can already, part of WrestleMania. I can already I tell you guys what uh, – or go ahead, Mark. I'll let you make your bold prediction first. I have a, I have a really weird bold prediction that I'm not sure is going to happen, but WrestleMania is two nights. What's to say that Edge doesn't fight twice on both nights? Picks one champion to face, and if he loses – Goes another well, one. Why, goes would get, another why would he get that benefit to just like edge? Because you know. <laughs> he's edge and he can do yeah. that. So, I'm not going that bold. Here's my prediction. Here's here's what I think is going to happen. I think Finn Balor is going to beat Pete Dunne in a hard fought match. Yep. And then, you know NXT loves to give us a good ending on the takeovers. I think 
so we've seen Imperium starting to show their face again the last few weeks on NXT, but there's one guy who's been very conspicuous by his absence. I think we're going to see Walter come out and confront a victorious Finn Balor to take over, and we're going to get Walter versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship at WrestleMania. I can't think of any more amazing match yeah. that NXT can Don't put together that. right now. Marco Marco just got H-A-R-D. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, Do you yeah. imagine the NXT UK champion going to go against the NXT champion at WrestleMania? I mean, that's that's definitely the biggest match they could put on. Um, Walter's been, because his own, you know, his personal preferences, he doesn't like, he didn't like traveling to America anyways. And then, you know, the pandemic happened. That threw another monkey wrench into it. So the kind of one of the positive byproducts of that has been that anytime we see uh walter it seems like five stars like big deal like yeah. this is important yeah. you know what i mean yeah and the dude's already kind of got that presence anyways people that didn't even know who he was saw him when he debuted on nxt uk after one of the uk takeovers and he was just immediately over um yeah. so yeah that's what i think I, I think that's where we're heading i think finn's gonna gonna find a way to get through pete dunn and then it's gonna be finn and walter at wrestlemania and i and i'm so down for it you know you can make that the wrestlemania main event as yeah far that'd as I'm be concerned. badass um but I'm either way that. it's gonna be an awesome show um follow us on you know stick with the the twitter and the ig accounts we'll let you guys know i know we, we're still kind of piecing together our menu but we always put together you know always puts together an amazing meal for all the takeovers so yeah. so she'll be sharing that with you guys whatever we do um and, and we'll be, be we'll be posting spoilers so i'm sorry dip you know if, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, Dipperstein, if you're listening stay yeah. off the account but yeah Dipperstein, if you're listening takeover is still as as awesome as AEW has been and as great as dynamite's been takeover is still the gold standard for for wrestling shows and i'm sure this one will be no different so it's gonna be an awesome way to celebrate your valentine's day speaking of which marco you got your wife anything for valentine's day um, i can't say that on, on what, what you, oh yeah she listens to the show bro yeah she listens to the show i can't say anything we'll, we'll say you, it's gonna, you it's gonna your, be a good weekend you have your wife anything for valentine's day see i don't need valentine's day i show my wife love every single day of the year so i, I don't need a special day just to show her love i wish this was on video i wish we were doing the the video right now so you could see my face <laughs> all right come on let's move on to everybody's uh favorite segment go figure here comes the money here we go money talks here comes the money Go Figure is where we bring you guys the latest in wrestling figure news, talk about the stuff we've been picking up, and everything that's going on in the world of wrestling and wrestling memorabilia. Uh, this segment's brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Remember to use code Chick Foley on all your purchases there to save 10%. Marco, take us away with figure news. Marco? Oh, am I here? Yes, here we go. Yeah, yes, take us away. I am here. News, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I was going to say, if you guys are trying to stay away from micro brawlers, they're not oh making it. Oh my! They're not God. making it easy for for anyone. Oh to, uh, they're, they're, really, they're not really, even. They're not even making it easy for the people who are hardcore micro brawlers fans. No, I think no. that's the great. I mean, even myself, I was like, you know, should I jump in on this? And then I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna no, move. No, no. I'm gonna move this. Uh, uh, the uh, both micro brawlers things together because. Yeah. You know, there was a lot. There was a lot going on. So earlier in the week, um, actually, no, last week was it yeah. last week? Yeah, no, it was earlier this it, week. This early, with, yeah, I think it was, it was actually like Monday or something. Yeah, so it, feels, had, uh, yeah, it feels like it's been like a week ago, but yeah, yeah it was it was February fifth. Yep. So you had uh, the Macho Man Micro Brawler Madness, as I call it, just yeah. all day long. PWTs are just for two hours throughout the day. They were just posting these, you know, exclusive Macho Man Micro Brawlers that you'll never see again. 
Yeah. Um, pretty much every variation of Macho Man you could think of was uh, being sold throughout that day. And like you said, it was it was really hard, especially if you if you weren't a Micro Brawlers collector. And even yeah. if you were, they definitely made it super tempting <laughs> that day to just either get them all or even when you did miss out on one, you're like, damn, I should have got that one. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. it was micro brawler madness, dude. I feel like we were a part. I mean, not we because I didn't purchase any micro brawlers, but all of you micro brawlers either. collectors, I feel like you were a part of like the biggest micro brawler experiment in the history well, of mankind. What, yeah, Ryan <laughs> from know? Pro Wrestling Tees actually said it. You know, this was an experiment to kind of just gauge the overall demand for micro brawlers. I think he's yeah. just really trying to test the supply and demand of these things. Yeah, and, and I mean the the thing true, and the thing is, is like you know the the people who are completionists, like it, like you can't not get it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's sickness. It's a sickness. It's a sickness <laughs> you have because I mean, what if you missed out on the like red, white, and blue Macho Man? You got all all the other five Macho Man, and then you missed out on that red, white, and blue. You'd be sick. You'd be like, shit. Yeah, you know, I should have just got it. Yeah, yeah. And, and orange trunks Macho, black and white trunks machos. Green trunks. That was. It's yeah. literally just repaints. It was five. Yeah. It was six repaints of the this Macho Man. Same sculpt. Same. You know everything. And a quick uh, PSA for the completionists out there, buddy. I was a hardcore completionist. I'm talking like Microsoft Excel spreadsheets, keeping track of every single thing that came out. About a year and a half ago, I made the decision to scrap that philosophy and just start getting the stuff that I was excited to get and was actually going to add something to my made collection. It a lot better, huh? Yeah, I was, I'm only adding things that are really going to add something to my collection stuff. I still get a shitload of stuff, so don't get me wrong. I'm still buying, <laughs> you know, doesn't you know? I, I probably average anywhere from ten to fifteen wrestling figures every month, so still getting a ton of stuff. But um, I'm only getting stuff that's really going to bring joy, you know. To quote the what, Marie what, Kondo, yeah, to quote Marie Kondo, I'm only getting stuff that's going to bring joy and add to my collection, and it's made it such a more enjoyable experience because I'm no longer just you know. Not to be over dramatic, but I'm not a slave to whatever these guys are pumping out. You know, I feel like I have to have it. So, just yeah. a little word of advice for me: long, long time collector of multiple different things. You know, sneakers, basketball cards, wrestling figures. Yeah, don't feel like you have to have every single thing. Get the stuff that's going to make exactly. you happy. Exactly. And our fully fan member, Darius Johnson, he even um, he he instituted a uh, he calls it the FBI. It's the Fig Budget Institution. Um, and so this year, he said he's just doing a, he's doing a strict fig big budget for the entire year um and then he's going to like abide by it. and i was asking him i was like so if you sell a figure does that mean that that money gets added to the to the budget and he was like oh yeah i like that you know so <laughs> you know he's got he's got like an overall you know figure budget for the entire year so he's being very you know judicious with what he adds to uh to the collection so yeah it's crazy and then they announced i, I, I won't step on marco's toes go ahead about the AEW micro brawlers oh no you could have yeah no definitely uh so yeah so later in Actually, this week, uh, running until the 18th, I believe, uh, you can pre-order the AEW Micro yeah. Brawlers Wave 1. So there are going to be more of these popping up. And right now it's um, uh, Hikaru Shida, uh, John Moxley, Brody Lee, Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy, uh, Brit, Dr. Britt Baker, finally, with a figure. Finally getting a figure, um, yeah. Before, before Jeremy. Um, and, and then Darby Allen uh, rounds out that... Uh, that uh that set there but yeah it's a pretty actually it's a pretty cool set um if you're gonna get the whole thing um if you yeah. are a completionist i feel like i could just there. i could commit to like if i could just tell myself like hey since there since this is wave one i could just commit to only collecting aew micro yeah, brawlers it's pretty now. Tempting. this is uh, you know i I've, I've looked at the the instagram post 
a couple times because if you haven't been collecting these things and you know you don't want to go back and be a completionist this is a perfect time to jump in and kind of just cage your collection and be like okay i'm gonna get all the AEW waves of uh of micro brawlers but you but, know the thing about the thing about micro brawlers is that's really frustrating for i mean i'm sure for all collectors but like they do so many exclusives with like yeah. you know different crates and different yeah. companies and stuff like you're gonna have to like subscribe to different you know things to get and then if, you're gonna have to determine like okay if it came out in a crate is it part of the actual AEW micro brawler line like right yeah, yeah. Just, another thing is you know we love pro wrestling tees they've been a great partner for us but 18 bucks for a micro brawler. That's a lot. When I can go to the store and get an elite for $20. Well, they haven't you know, always been that theory, expensive. Yeah, have they, they haven't. They're yeah. just, no. yeah, but in, in their defense, they're just an independent business and you know, they got this, they got bills to pay. They're yeah. trying to make money. Yeah. They make their money off selling the stuff. So if people will pay it more power to them. You know, um, if they're charging those prices, cause that's where the demand is at. And, I'm I'm a uh, you know I'm a I'm a business major I'm a big proponent of capitalism so if people want to pay it I say keep raising the price until uh, you know people well, say and, no. I mean you know you know pro wrestling tees is seeing the resale market on these things so they're like well damn we're charging what like ten bucks for these things and people are reselling them for fifty bucks so like you know they're gonna raise their their profits a little bit you know yeah. to yeah. to kind of just kind of kill that resale market a little bit. Yeah, that's so something that's actually... I said in the, in the sneaker game a lot because a lot of times in the the really highly coveted sneakers you see they sell out instantly. And then the resale market's like three times as high where I, I, you know, I always had said, you know, they should just raise the price on Jordan's like 60 or 70 bucks, price them out to where at least it's the people getting them or, you know, buying them from Jordan brand for whatever the actual value of them is instead of having to deal with going to the secondary market. And it's just a hassle. It causes a lot of frustration. So I don't know. Micro brawlers are definitely a hot topic in the figure collecting world right now because they're so red hot. Um, and it's just, you know, pro wrestling tees. I think they're still kind of trying to figure out exactly what the best approach is to marketing these things. Yeah. Like he said, he's, he's trying to see if like the pre-order model is the best or whether it's like the limited to, you know, 1000 or 5,000 or whatever, you know, I mean, there's no right way to do it because no matter what you do, somebody's going to miss out or somebody's going to have an issue with it. So I think they're just kind of like testing the waters with what, um, process is going to be the the best overall process for ordering these things. Shout out to, uh, Dougie Nunya. He's kind of our resident, uh, micro brawler expert expert in the Foley fam. His his bank account took a pounding on, uh, last Friday when these things were dropping because I pretty, I I think he bought every single one of these. He did. He did. Yeah. 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 Pretty wild. Micro brawler madness. Insane. Yeah. Um, Shane, you want to talk about the wrestling figure database? Oh, yes. oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, you know, on Twitter, they were talking about they're they're starting a uh, wrestling figure database. I have to pull up and see the, the exact tweet. But yeah, it's going to be a database online for every single wrestling figure. And they're trying to find people, you know, with with catalogs and photos and, you know, complete histories of these these figure lines and stuff to kind of like, you know, um, compile this website, you know? So I think it's going to be really, really cool if they can get it off the ground and get it going because what better way to like, you know, the, we have all the collector's guides and things like that that are coming out that are super cool, tangible ways for you to have, you know, your collector's database, but to have that website readily available when you're looking to like, you know, complete your collection or see what's out there. Like, I think that this is going to be so freaking badass. So make sure you go on Twitter. Um, Marco, do you have the, um, his Twitter handle. So make sure you go on and share and, you know, contribute. We'll, we'll, in any way we'll that throw you the can. link to the website in the show notes this week. Okay, so cool, just cool. look for it there. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, wrestling figure database. It's got photos. It's pretty well organized. I, I didn't get super deep into it. I did a couple, you guys know me. I actually have an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't got photos on it. So it's not super like user friendly or, you know, it's not, um, aesthetically pleasing. I have a spreadsheet that basically has Mattel's entire inventory on it. That's what I use to track 
what I have and what I need to buy. Um, and I did a couple, I, I went to the website, I did a couple spot checks to look for some obscure items to see if they were on there and they are, and there's photos. So pretty cool. I, it's got my thumbs up and I'm super OCD about stuff like this. Cause there's been a couple people that have tried to do these and it always ends up just fizzling out. Cause you know, it's, it's such a, a yeah, it's a really, you know, it takes a Herculean effort to really put this thing together. Cause there's been so, even if you just did Mattel, there's been so many different figures of Mattel over the years. The Jax years were crazy because Jax yeah. was just flooding the market with stuff. This guy is going back to the LJN days, Remco, all that stuff. So. And so not only is he doing the, he compiling the complete history. I mean, now there's what nine companies doing figure. Yeah. Figure, right now keeping up with all the stuff. Yeah. So crazy. keeping up with all the stuff that's coming out. I mean, we just had like this huge micro brawler launch, you know, just on a freaking yeah. Friday, uh, you know, uh, like on a February Friday. Right. So what's going to happen in the next you know, 10, 12 weeks as they're compiling all these things, like more stuff is going to come out. More companies are going to get involved. It's, it's, it's a wild time to yeah. be a, they, they talked about it on fully posable last week, how crazy it is to be a figure collector, a wrestling figure collector, because so many companies are in the wrestling figure collect, like action figure game right now. And like, not that many companies are making star Wars figures. Not that many companies are making, you know, master of the universe figures or, you know, ghostbusters or whatever, but not like there's like nine or 10 companies now and brands that are producing wrestling action figures. Like how wild is that? Yeah. So re- wrestling, uh, wrestling figure it's at wrestling fig DB on Twitter and wrestling figure database.com is the address. Again, we'll get it in the show notes, but check it out. It's got our stamp of approval and uh, we look forward to seeing this thing, you know, get, get to a hundred percent completion. Yeah, definitely. He, he also, uh, like he's, you mentioned the, the, the micro brawlers thing too. He, he's also like, you know, looking for, for help. If you have anything to add to the website too, just to reach out to him and know, and he'll add it. I'm pretty sure he's going to need, if he's going to add the micro brawlers, um, <laughs> to it, he's definitely going to need help with that. Yeah. Um, he also, he also has checklists too. Um, he started throw up checklists. So I think he has them for the elites. Um, that's the only one I really looked at. It's, it's pretty legit. It's all the way up to oh, what's yeah. out now. So I think like eighty four all yeah, the way to that, not eighty five. All of the uh, all the special sets, everything on yep. there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty intense. Yeah, definitely take a look at it. Yeah, um, I, I spent a few maybe think like maybe like fifteen twenty minutes just looking through all the different types of figures and stuff like that, and it's yeah. pretty awesome. Um, real quick, Legends Nine. If you pre ordered, it's shipping. Um, I didn't pre order it myself because kind of lost. Uh, faith and target in their pre-order ways yeah. so uh <laughs> I'll, uh I'll, I'll get it some other way when if they start popping up in stores but um they are shipping right now if you did pre-order it um i've seen some hits and misses um on the social media i'm not sure what if you guys seen anything different but uh i've seen some like things not a couple of figures coming and some of them being you know delayed and stuff like that so yeah I uh, the only one I'm actually looking for in that set is the silver Ted DiBiase, and I think that's going to go for big money. I saw one pop up on eBay so far, and I jumped in. It like the uh, so I got mobile alert set up, so I'm getting a text every time a new DiBiase legend set comes up. This, this is the silver Chase figure. Um, I threw in a uh, a, a max bid of fifty bucks on there because that's about as much as I could stomach spending for that figure. Yeah, and it, I got outbid within like three minutes. So this Damn. thing still got six six days and eighteen hours to go. Let me see what the uh, what the high value said. This is the only one on Twitter right now. But yeah, it's setting it, it's setting at fifty one bucks with six days, seventeen hours to go. So I'll, I'll keep you guys posted throughout the week on what this Damn. figure ends up selling for. But uh, yeah, that Silver DiBiase is so perfect. It's going to go perfect with the Elite Virgil that came out a couple years ago. 
Um, yeah, I, I really, really want that figure. Yeah, Kyle Peterson posted it in the group today, and I was like, oh, man. I said, if you don't need that chase, you know, because I know he just unboxes them. I was like, if you don't need that chase to give a good home to, I got you. <laughs> what's, you your, uh, what, what's your most wanted uh, figure from this set, Marco? Um, definitely either that one or Tatanka. Tatanka looks pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So, yeah, I barely remember Tatanka being in the white tights like that either, man. Was that his – it was his – was his debut – yeah, it was, was his debut. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the long, the long, the long tights instead of the trunks. Yeah, someone posted a picture of it on Twitter, um, out of box. It looks pretty sweet. They actually said like this is probably one of the best depiction of, depictions of Tatanka um, in figure form. So yeah, definitely if that one of the Ted DiBiase are probably um, my favorite time. The Undertaker, eh, you kind of see that Undertaker throughout the years. That same yeah. you know purple Undertaker. So. That wasn't too enticing, but yeah, definitely the uh, Silver DiBiase and uh, the Tatanka figure. Um, if you uh, pre-ordered the uh, Legends of Lucha Libre, Phoenix and Penta, um, they're shipping soon, which is I'm super excited for. I did pre-order those like a while ago. Uh, I think it was maybe last year or the yeah. year before. Yes. I can't even, I don't even remember. It might have been the end of 28, no, 2019. 19. Maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, so super excited for that. I actually did pre-order that back then in the the hardcore sets that, that they had with them as well. Yeah. Um, See, those- we got lucky. Ours actually already uh, – we got our shipping notification today on those, man. Oh, so nice. I think, uh, yeah, they, I think the people that jumped in right away are already starting to see those. I uh, I was messaging with Jeff from Fully Posable. I think he got his shipping notification too. So nice. uh, should be, by this time next week, we should be able to give you guys a, uh, a review on these. They look awesome. You know, I yeah. was actually planning on – passing on the Jazzwares, um Pinta and, and Ray Phoenix because no. I just really like the black and red colorway on these guys more than the the, the black and white that the yeah. AW Figs came with. Um, so it, it'll be awesome because now we can do kind of a live comparison. But it looks like Mass Republic is putting a ton of TLC into these figures, and I cannot wait to uh, to get these guys in hand, hopefully sometime this week. Yeah, you could do the uh, you could do the NWO version of each yeah, one, the Wolfpack yes, versus the versus black and white. Yep. Why not? Um, but yeah, also the well, it ended today already. Uh, so UK, their pre-orders for the uh, Legends of Lucha Libre, uh, Phoenix and Penta figures, they ended today. So if you didn't get it, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, sorry, our friends sorry over in UK. Yeah, uh, we do have some news for you though. Some good news for uh, for UK fans over there later on when it comes to the the random merch part. But um, some other awesome news. So. Everyone, everyone loved this tweet I put out. I put fans of the uh, of uh, we want retros rejoice because we are now getting a Dino Bravo and a Dynamite Kid retro figure, and I believe uh, Dynamite Kid's daughter actually tweeted about it too as well. Um, they teamed up with our Cella Toys, and they are now making a Dynamite Kid retro figure. Um, Zombies, Zombie Sailor is doing the. Dino Bravo, uh, Bravo figure. I which know is pretty that's awesome, gonna be so. so freaking rad. Yeah, so everyone rejoice! If you wanted retros, they are coming back. Um, obviously not from Mattel, but they're coming back from. Hey man, other that's, I mean, that's just a, that's, it's even cooler because we're getting guys from you know Zombie Sailor and Cella that you know I I can guarantee that we wouldn't have gotten from Mattel. So yeah. I'm all I'm I'm totally here for this, and maybe with them you know diving into this retro game, it will show Mattel like. 
that there is a hardcore market for this. So if you guys want retros back, if you want like legit Mattel retros back, you need to support these ventures from Zombie Sailor and Chella for sure because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna show them that there is a market for these retro style figures. Um, so yeah, if you have the means, get out there and support. If you don't have the means share on social media it's totally free for you to do that but yeah zombie sailor and chiller are killing it right now yeah like she said the, the real cool thing about this is that um you know with them going out and they, they're not so much restricted to kind of like the the pc guidelines um they can release these guys but it might make it socially acceptable for mattel to go out and, and do a dino bravo and dynamite kids so we can get these guys in elite because yeah. they could say oh well you know yeah. these guys have already been released they were warmly received you know these guys didn't need backlash from it so That'd be awesome. But, you know, in the meantime, we do got our amazing Dynamite Kid custom from Alex Pierce. Uh, so, yeah, we're all set anyways. But, uh, but yeah, can't wait to see what these guys... I, I really like that Bruiser Brody that's dropping. That thing looks amazing. Yeah, the Bruiser Brody looks awesome. Yeah, the, obviously the Major Bros, uh, their, their retro figures look great from uh, Zombie Sailor as well. So Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, the retros are looking looking good in the future. So, wait to see when they drop. Um Next up, Decade of Domination Two, popping up at Walmart's um, in, in shipper in shipper form. I've seen some end caps too, some pictures of that as well. But uh, yeah, they're popping up, and I know a lot of people are uh, scrambling. <laughs> for yeah, these, we we've for checked our we've here. checked our Walmart. Yeah, we have not seen any. Like we literally have zero elites at our local I haven't seen Walmart. A, yeah, it's been at least a week since we've been elites. So the good thing is that tells me that that shipper is still about to hit and we'll be able to hook up the Foley fan when it shows up. I'll probably yeah. ride over tomorrow morning as soon as I get up and uh, see if it's there or not. But yeah, nothing so far. Yeah, same here. Uh, pretty empty in these parts. They like did some like uh, reorganize, reorganization and changed the aisles that like the elites are in. So they kind of moved stuff around. So hopefully um, they'll pop out at some point because – uh, definitely need to get my hands on some of those, not all of them, but uh, Big Show will probably leave behind. But um, everyone else definitely is right for the taking. Um, we also had the huge reveals, a lot of a lot of picture reveals over last week too um, that we didn't get to talk about on last week's show. Uh, we'll start off with the Ultimate Edition Edge and Macho Man. Uh, Edge more more uh, more so because of the the sexy Edge picture that they had. Um, Let me tell his, you, <laughs> the seductive edge that edge figure. Figure got me kind of hot. I was like, oh my god! You, know, you remember when the the Mandy Rose figure came out? Yeah, we were, talk, we were talking about all the dirty things that you know, all the the marks <laughs> doing with their Mandy Rose figure. Dude, that edge figure, he had lust in his eyes. Yeah. He was, he, and the way they, it's funny because the way that they had the um the pictures posed he had his like hands in his hair yeah. and he was like he, his head was kind of tilted down and he had like these piercing eyes that were just like <laughs> looking at you yeah he was trying to look sexy as hell in that freaking action oh, figure form so yeah it was it's funny compared to like the contrast of his other head sculpt which is just like a crazy <laughs> looking yeah. head sculpt you know but yeah he's got like his sexy man edge um head i was like wow wow would you would you think seth of the uh the, the lusty edge ultimate edition figure. Yeah. It's, it's a cool figure. I don't know why they went with that pose. Cause it was kind of weird. I guess they were having flashbacks to the live sex celebration he did with Lita. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> the posing for these. I don't know. I don't know if that's action figure attack or who, but probably need to work a little bit on that one. And he, he actually, like, I actually posted. Fine. Yeah. But the, uh, it was just funny. The pose that he was in. Yeah, I forget. I forget what I wrote um, on Twitter. I forget what the post. I posted the picture and I wrote something like, 
I figured what it was, but uh, he actually liked that action figure attack. He liked my uh, Twitter post, so nice. it probably had something to do with the uh, the lusty edge edge look. But um, yeah, no, that and um, we we can't forget about the Macho Man. Um, that figure looks amazing as well. Yeah, that's uh, gonna be an awesome figure. I saw a lot of people hype to add that to their collection. Can't wait for that soft goods jacket as yes. well, which is always good. Kind of re- kind of like the ultimate edition. Kind of takes you back to the. Uh, um, the DM series, so the defining moments with the, with the like two sets of of uh, legends and stuff like that. So super excited about that. Um, another reveal was the Triple H and Jeff Hardy Elite Two Pack from SmackDown, the Intercontinental Championship match. Um, what you guys think of that? I like the uh, jersey edition to it. The uh, the Jeff Hardy jersey that they have the soft goods. The jersey was there. cool. I wasn't super into wrestling like during this time period that. That that was going down. Um, and then we already have that mesh shirt. We got that from custom figure shirts when I made a custom WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Jeff Hardy myself a couple year uh, a couple years back. So this one's not super high on my wish list. It is a great set though. Um I love the packaging on it too. It looks pretty dang cool. So real cool set. And and Jeff Hardy figures are always gonna sell. So I definitely understand why Mattel's going with this one. Yeah, I like the uh, old school uh, SmackDown logo and stuff like that. I wish they did like the um, ringside exclusive and had kind of like a fold out uh, SmackDown set with the fist and everything. That'd be pretty cool if they did that. But uh, maybe next, maybe next go around. Um, what do we have next? Oh, Fan Takeover Series Two reveals. Yes. Um, what are my buddy, uh, Xbox your buddy. got another fan. Yeah, my first, awesome my first defeat. I really like that Xbox too. NWO Xbox. Yeah, W with the uh, with the Kane mask, which was pretty cool. Um, a lot of people forgot about that, where he, he had Kane's mask and he was like wearing it, yeah, and stuff like that. And I think like Kane came back with the diff- that uh, the different mask after after that during that feud. But uh, yeah, you have Gargano with the uh, Wolverine, uh, Wolverine inspired uh, Christian uh, with the world title, as well as Randy Orton with the Intercontinental Championship. Right, I forget which tights he has on in that one. I think it was like I think when they did the uh, the voting. It was literally the same picture of Randy Orton, but with different <laughs> color tights. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Christian and Randy Orton are both going to be passes for me, but that Gargano and X-Pac, got to have both of those in the collection. They're, they're yeah. really, really cool figures. I was actually, I did ask you guys, I was like, should I start just like an X-Pac like collection now? Because I think you I do. Kinda I think you need to do a go, collection. Yep. Yeah, go back and get the, uh, so you're going to have to get that one, two, three kid Hasbro. That's going to be the yeah. big boy purchase in, in the group. But yeah, get the, get the Bindums. Get all the BCAs, um, and then yeah, go back and grab the the WCW Toy Biz figures too. Yeah, I gotta collect my kills as, <laughs> as I as I kill legends. I have to start collecting their figures. Yeah, man. No, I'm joking. That, that would uh, be but, awesome if yeah, if you just had like a boneyard, you know, like your figure boneyard, <laughs> where you could just like put all of your, uh, you know, figures of. Oh no, I, th- I thought I was gonna get like. Down. I thought I was going to get like, I thought Nash was going to, Kevin Nash was going to come out and like see that tweet and say something. I, I was legit prepared for it. I was like, I was like, oh no, all the, the clicks going to come after me now or some of the click anyway. Yeah. And I was like, damn, yeah. I'm not sure if I get that. That should just click. be, that should just be the new thing. You should just like shamelessly promote, um, you know, awesome things <laughs> about the, the superstars and see if they'll just like, you know, mindlessly attack you and then, you know. <laughs> And then shut them down. Yeah, and then, shut them and then down. collect their figures and, and show my uh, boneyard of of yes. legends that I've killed. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, be funny. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to collect these, but these look pretty cool. The uh, loyal subjects, uh, garbage pail kids. Yeah, they yeah. look awesome. Um, it's definitely cool. yeah. yeah, it's definitely not a, a rabbit hole that I'm going to go down. But man, 
uh, these kind of things when they do these collaborations it really kind of gets me itchy because i'm like oh dude these are so awesome I'm a fan yeah, of little yeah. subjects. We talked about the the little vinyl figures that they uh, yeah. a couple weeks back. They're very 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 cool. Um, so we'll see how, if they come out with a Brett or a uh, Seth Rollins. I may have to grab one of the one of those two. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this series they started like they did like the legends. You have Macho, Andre, Ultimate Warrior, and Stone Cold, which is pretty cool. Um, surprisingly, they do like a, a, like The Rock or something like that, or or uh, anyone. It'll, it'll be it'll be in Wave Two. Yeah. Oh, probably. Um, next up, this is kind of random. Do you guys follow this, the Beast Beast Kingdom? Not a fan, dude. I've seen them. I, I, I don't really get it, man. It's not for me. I don't know if this is for little kids or collectors or, mm-hmm. or what the Beast Kingdom figures are supposed to be. Yeah, it looks kind of, I mean, they kind of look like almost like elites. Like, the well, they, the the picture that they show, they're coming out with a, a rock figure, or the rock. They come out with a figure, but they're not, they're not sure if it's like a, uh, wrestling figure or it's uh, it's from like one of one of his movies that are upcoming or something like that but i mean from the from the tease that they showed it looked it looked like it had like the articulation um set aside so who knows but can you, do you guys have any guesses of what type of if it's not a wrestling figure of the rock what kind of figure they would even i think scorpion king man that's what i always go to that to me that's still the rock's most iconic movie role man you think? Oh, yeah, that's that's possible. I mean, I mean, obviously, I think Hobbs, Fast and Furious, is probably his most, you know, his biggest money maker. But I feel like that's kind of just the Rock and Street Gear. You know, Scorpion King was the one where he really turned into a character. No, dude, his most prominent role in Hollywood is Maui from Moana. Yeah, oh, yeah. true. What can yeah. I say? Except except you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, I mean, if it was a yeah, the listen. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who Bad Bunny is, but I can sing every word to "You're Welcome." Oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like I. I know way too many Disney songs and now the uh, trolls. Yeah, because uh, my kids love watching trolls, so I like know all the. I mean, they're all like hits anyway. The the songs that the trolls sing. Oh yeah, I can sing but, uh, troll songs too. Yeah, we'll yes. just we're gonna do a Patreon exclusive. If this is this will get all the people to to come join the Foley fam. We're gonna where Marco and I just sing all of the uh, the Disney theme songs. Yeah, yeah kill the brand yeah, in one night. <laughs> I'm down for that. Let's do let's do it. I'll I'll do hello yeah. from uh from trolls. Yeah, uh, I'll do you know. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Oh, I do love uh, I do love Olaf the uh, the summer song. Oh, that's yeah. one of the best songs. Yes. Zippers. Oh my gosh. The, the fact that there's a song about a snowman who loves summer is like the the cutest thing <laughs> in the history of Disney. I just love it so much. <laughs> Seth hates us right now, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the uh, to ringside news. Um, so. Uh, series. I'm gonna I'm gonna put these all together. Series 118. So basic series um, is in stock right now. That's uh, Finn Balor, Jeff Hardy, the Viking Raiders. Uh, not in a two pack, obviously separate. And uh, Austin Theory first in line, which is pretty cool. I think he's a oh, chase yeah. as well. Yeah, he's got. Uh, it, he's in uh, the the regular ones in the black pants, and then the chase is in the red tights. Really pops. Looks pretty pretty cool for a basic. Yeah. So. Um, that's it. Uh, series one seventeen. I'm going to jump around, and then uh, is also in stock. That's Tony Storm, obviously. She's I think the we chase spoke also. The, uh, yep. the regulars in black and blue, and then the chase is in red. I was actually thinking about buying that chase figure tonight, but I just, I, as much as I love ringside, I can't quite bring myself to drop twenty four bucks for a basic. 
Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the, uh, the 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 elite Tony Storm's covered soon. Oh yeah, I can for I sure. can feel it. So sure. I think that may be the first time we get the uh, the NXT Women's Championship belt or the UK Women's Championship belt also. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, then you have a uh, in that set you have uh, Undertaker, Roman Reigns, and Heavy Machinery, who is no longer Heavy Machinery anymore. But thoughts and prayers. Um, Snapper, yep. Um, and then up for pre-order uh, series one nineteen. That's Lacey Evans. Randy Orton, John Cena, Triple H, and Dominic Dijakovic. Now that was interesting. No. So to me, it sounds like we're getting an NXT version of Dijakovic. Is that is that yeah, what you're thinking, Marco? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, no, we're getting a T bar. Definitely not getting a T bar. We're getting we're getting a Dominic regular NXT version. So I'm I'm, I'm waiting. I can't wait till this drops because I can't wait until uh, I'm hoping he posts it as T bar and like does some like cool joke about uh his figure or something like that because i know it's gonna happen at some point i'm actually waiting for the retribution line to come out when uh because it is as people used to make it obviously make it front of them and how they look and stuff like that but they're they're definitely gonna be toyetic i can i can say that yeah we need a uh, if we we can get a uh an elite four pack of retribution i think that will shatter all um you know wrestling figure sales ever you know you got lj and hulk hogan um, Hasbro Macho Man, the uh, you know the the San Diego Comic Con exclusive Macho Man, Jack's exclusive Ultimate Warriors, all that stuff's gonna fade away once we get that box set of Retribution Elites all together. You know, greatest wrestling figure so. set of all time, bar none. Oh yeah, of course, definitely shattering the records. <laughs> um, let's say <laughs> save the uh, actually not the the second best to last. Uh, so Elite eighty five pre order. We see these. Um, the pictures for these as well for the figures. Uh, that's Becky Lynch, uh, Liv Morgan, uh, Boneyard Undertaker, which is pretty sick. Um, another Alistair Black, Bray Wyatt with Huskis, great. Carrion um, uh, Cross first time in line, and then Kama, which is a Target exclusive. But uh, what you what are you guys what are you guys looking to get out of this series? It looks like the whole series is probably. A purchase, I mean, we, got, we gotta get the bray because we gotta we gotta have huskers even huskers. though that's not Definitely. my my preferred bray um i think uh you can't not have huskers in the fun house yeah for me of course i gotta have comma dude i love that figure so much you know i'm a yeah. generation kid that comma figure just pops they they really nailed that super bright red singlet um it looks awesome and then once once we get him the only one left to do is nation of domination and we'll be all set on comma yeah definitely no, um yeah, definitely Boneyard. The Becky looks pretty cool with the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, um, I think Liv Morgan's pretty she should, sick. She as should well. come with a uh, a pregnancy test. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be pretty wow. cool. Yeah, that's right. You open actually. You they should have put the you belt. Open the, you open the uh, briefcase. Yeah, there's a belt and a pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, jeez! No, they should have did a two pack, an elite two pack with Asuka and Becky Lynch, when she presented right. that been the bell cool. to her yeah. missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be a ringside exclusive. No, a, hu- a huge missed opportunity is that they haven't given us muscle man Bray yet. We've gotten like three versions oh, of Funhouse yeah. Bray yet, but we have not gotten muscle man and I need the muscle man Bray for my collection. Dude, the muscle man dance. Yeah. yeah, no, of course. I definitely need that. Um, last but not least, this was, this is quite a surprise. I think I don't, I, don't, I didn't see this on the radar anywhere. Yeah. Speaking um, of the Funhouse. Yeah, ringside exclusive, NWO John Cena, Elite, uh, pre-orders up now. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna go. It's. I mean, I haven't checked recently to see if it's sold out or if it's on its second or third or yeah. fourth or fifth pre-order, but 
Um, this John was unexpected. Cena, yeah, John Cena always sells, and especially for the MOC collectors, this is a really, really cool figure. You know, if you're a loose collector, you could probably go ahead and kind of make this figure yeah. um, more or less on your own. But yeah, but for the MOC guys, very cool figure, so unique. You know, it comes with a little back, the um, little backdrop. Yeah, the NWO entrance set backdrop, and it's cool because for the Smarks, you know, for years we've been wanting John Cena to turn heel. And kind of the model people always looked at was when Hulk Hogan turned heel as Hollywood Hogan. So that that's really what they were kind of alluding to during the the Firefly Funhouse match. Um, yeah, it's cool that we're getting this in figure form. And it, if I was an MOC collector, I would really be all over this thing. Yep. I I do need a uh, since this is out. I do need a a Bray Wyatt uh, Eric Bischoff yeah uh, version That'd with the nice. with the leather jacket rolled up yeah. on his uh, <laughs> forearms and stuff like that. I I think we need that as to complete. To complete this set, so yeah. if you're listening, action figure, attack, make it happen. Eric Bischoff, Bray Wyatt, let's do it. Um, that's it. That's the end of uh, that's the end of figure news. That was a lot. Would yeah, you, it was a lot. What'd you purchase this week, Marco? Oh man, so um, only purchased uh, one thing. There was like a pre-order I did like a while back. Um, it was for it's not it's non non wrestling related. It was the uh, the movie They Live. Um, oh yeah, fam- made famous by Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, so I have his. Figure? Yep, I have the John out of figure already. But they actually also released um, Frank Armor. I-, I can't ever say his last name. Armitage. He's the uh, the the uh, black dude that helps him uh, take down all the aliens. Yeah. Um, played it by Keith David. That's his actual name. Um, so he has a figure out as well from NECA. Um, so I got that. I have the uh, so I have both um, John Nada and Frank, as well as the I had. I already had the set of the the two aliens. They had uh, the set of the the newscaster. If you've seen the movie, there's a uh, there's a he's watching the news and he puts the glasses on and he sees the newscasters. It's a man and a woman. They're aliens. Um, there's a two pack of that. I actually already had that. So I technically have all the They Live characters. Um, Sweet. So that's one. Of, that's that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So. Super happy about that. What about you, Seth? What did you purchase? Oh, no, I have some more. This oh, is, wait, this yeah. more. oh, my bad. Um, I thought you said you, you only had one thing. <laughs> oh, no, man, one I'm thing. Man, he's still going. Uh, um, oh, never. But uh, <laughs> um, not really purchased, but um, I, I I won a a prize pack from another podcast. I saw that. Uh, called, yeah, uh, the Shining Wizards podcast. Uh, they're friends of, the, friends of the show on Twitter. We always go back and forth, and we're always retweeting our stuff, and we're, we're we like and retweet everything that we do, so uh, they're pretty cool. I was I was oh, actually but, surprised that I won. So yeah. uh, they actually sent like a cool care package. It's a, uh, a t shirt uh, from their show, as well as like a bunch of stickers mm-hmm. from their show. A couple of packs of uh, uh, wrestling cards as well. There was like an Impact uh, Wrestling unopened, which is pretty awesome, and two packs of WWF cards. Um, a koozie, which is pretty sick, and. And then that was it. And a couple of buttons too as well. Really? But yeah, yeah, no, thanks to, enough, yeah, thanks to shining wizards. That was pretty awesome. I wasn't, that was totally unexpected. Um, let me see. Oh, uh, one more. So there's a, uh, if you guys follow, I'm not sure if you follow this account on, on IG, it's called wrestle botch. Um, yeah. and then there's, there's yeah. another account called wrestle daily. Uh, they kind of work together all the time. Mm-hmm. So wrestle botch is actually a gentleman who lives in uh, Rhode Island, which is, a state over from, from me essentially. Um, so he has these t-shirts. Um, they're called, it's basically the Austin 316 shirt. Yeah. 
uh, but it's it says COVID three sixteen. Wow. And on the back, it's the skull with the uh, with the with the face mask over it. Wow, looks pretty cool. So I seen seen someone wearing it on his page, and I, was, I hit him up. I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, you still have these shirts? He's like, yeah. He's like, what size do you need? And I was like, oh, large. And then history was made. Got that? Got that sent to me. He actually offered for me to go to his barber shop in Rhode Island because it's like an hour drive. That's pretty cool. Um, which I would have, but I was like, yeah. I was like, it's three kids. That's <laughs> probably not going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing that with my two kids, dude. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I would definitely love to because I want to see. But yeah, if you check out his page, it's pretty cool. He has a lot of obviously he has a lot of edits with the uh, the Nia Jax hole thing. He has a couple of couple of them on there. Uh, they're really cool edits. They're really funny. Um, a lot of he he loves Vince. There's a lot of Vince McMahon edits on there too, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I got that shirt. I think. Oh, and I uh, also I keep on saying one more thing. One more thing. This is the last thing. Got the uh, two Take figures time, from man. from the Phelpses. Um, so I got the uh, the Sheamus figure as well as Jeff Hardy, I believe too. Yeah, those, those arrived safe and sound. So have those, and I think that's it. That's all. That's all I have. That it was. Uh, that's all, huh? Fruit, a fruitful week yeah. last week, we'll say. You were heavy this week, man. So we yeah. are. Uh, I had a few merch pieces, but I'm gonna keep it strictly with the um, with the wrestling figures. So we got uh, the Kane Decade Denomination ended up scoring that figure, which is an awesome figure. I got I pretty sure that one's gonna end up on a lot of best of lists for 2021. It was just such an iconic moment, and we never really had it perfectly captured in figure form. So so hats off to Mattel for nailing that. Um, that hopefully those shippers start showing up all over the place. Uh, we're definitely gonna be hitting our local Walmart and hooking up the Foley fan with anything we find. Um, I got the Hasbro Series 1 Boss Man. So this is kind of like the more heavy set. This is like the heel, kind of fat, big boss man with the nightstick. That figures the Hasbro, it's easy to find um, without the nightstick, but tracking down one with the nightstick is pretty tough. But I've had a safe search on eBay going for a few months waiting for one to, to pop that's in solid condition and at a halfway decent price, and it finally showed up. So I, I added the Hasbro Big Boss Man to the collection. And then I put a little bit of a, uh, a Zack Ryder move. You know, I've been I, about a year and a half ago, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I went away from being a completionist. And as part of that, I, I had a, about 300 figures that I decided, actually it's closer to 400, 400 figures that I decided that I don't need anymore and started selling. And uh, so out of the, for the first time, stuff, some stuff that I sold, I went back and kind of gave it a second thought and decided, you know what, I, I need to, uh, I need to bring those back home. You know, if you, they say if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, it was meant to be. Well, this week, the uh, the New Day Bootio set came back into our life. You know, this was uh, the Toys R Us exclusive from the end of 2016. Came in the big Bootio cereal box. It was yep. the black and gold New Day figures from their WrestleMania 32 match against the League of Nations. And uh, I just had to have it. I don't know. We did an unboxing mania last week where we were unboxing the newest New Day figures in the blue and pink. And for whatever reason, as I was unboxing those, I started thinking back to these figures. And I was like, you know what? That was really an iconic um, New Day moment. Uh, Xavier took the Stone Cold Stunner from from Steve Austin. And I feel like I need to have these in my life. And I, I was shocked when I saw the price on this set. You know, I ended up getting these guys for 40 bucks. Um, MOC, yeah. you know, beautiful Shit. box. Yeah, this isn't loose. I, I would have been happy. If you would have told me when I when I made the decision to get them back that I'd spend forty bucks for these figures loose and get them, I'd be happy. But no, this was forty bucks with free shipping and a perfect Bootios box. Um, so so look for the unboxing um, mania episode with these guys coming up here pretty soon. I'm glad to have them back in the collection. 
I'm not sure what I was thinking when I sold them, but you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta let something go and then it'll come back to you. So, so yeah, the bootios are back in the house. They showed up today and and it put a smile on my face, uh, unboxing them. And that was it this week for us for weekly purchases. All right, it's time for Quarantine and Chill. This is where we give you guys um, a recommendation from outside the squared circle to check out for some entertainment since, you know, for the most part, we're all still kind of kind of stuck in the house, whether it's, you know, from the pandemic-related effects or uh, just from this damn cold weather, especially for us up in the, the, the you know, the East Coast. If you're, you're anywhere, uh, you know, outside of the Deep South, it's pretty damn cold right now. And you're, mm-hmm. you're stuck inside with nothing to do but watch TV. So we got some recommendations for you guys. And I think we got starting off with a podcast recommendation this week. So Sheena, take it away. Yep. We have so many amazing, amazingly talented people in our Foley fam. So I definitely want to highlight, I mean, all of them have you know, their own ventures and hobbies and things that they do. And they put a lot of time and energy and effort into it. So I wanted to, you know, take a, you know, for the next few weeks, I want to take some quarantine and chill, chill time and highlight some of our amazing Foley fam um, and some of the things that they are, that they're doing. So I want to start with our buddy, John Swallow. He uh, has a podcast called Coming Down the Aisle. It's it's a really cool little hangout podcast. It just has a different feel. You know, um, he, he talks to people who are wrestling fans, aren't wrestling fans, um, you know, does some, some show recapping and stuff like that, but, um, does some figure news. So I definitely wanted to give him a shout out. Um, listen, subscribe, give him a rating on his podcast. Again, it's called coming down the aisle. Um, so check it out. And like I said, I'll read you a little description here real quick to give you a, a synopsis of what his podcast is about. It says, this podcast will explore the hilarious junction between crazy maniac wrestling fan John Swallow, a.k.a. J-Bone, and his friends and family who hate or don't get wrestling. Uh, we'll also talk about the ins and outs of wrestling news along with some figure talk. Come down the aisle with John Swallow and experience some fun. So um, definitely check out John's podcast. He's a really good, really good guy, a really cool uh, member of our Foley fam. So that being said, I want to get into the next quarantine and chill recommendation. Um, it's the new Britney Spears documentary. Um, I haven't sat down and watched it yet. It's something I've wanted to watch, What's but it I called? always, it's called framing Britney Spears. You can get it on FX or Hulu. Um, but you know, Seth, I always save stuff, you know, until Seth, you know, we can sit down and watch it together because I like to like watch it, you know, the first time through with him. Um, so we made a date, hopefully tomorrow night we'll be able to sit down and watch framing Britney Spears. But it basically is a documentary taking you through like all the things that really happen. Cause I don't know if you guys have been tracking, I don't know how much, you know, the, what the Britney Spears wrestling crossover is out there in the world, but um, I don't know if any of you guys follow Britney Spears <laughs> on, on Instagram, but the last year or so has been really, really, really strange um, in, in the world of Britney Spears. And there's like the whole free Britney mu- movement, um, you know, with her conservatorship and like this really dives into that and all the ins and outs of it. And kind of like people were speaking up on behalf of Britney Spears and kind of like what all went on. Um, and it really just highlights all the things that, you know, you, you, we glorify as, you know, celebrities and think like, er- like celebrities have all of everything going on and, you know, everybody wants to be a celebrity, but you don't really see the darker side of, uh, of what's going on. And to think about it now, I remember when 2007, when all this was happening, when she was like having her meltdown and shaving her head with umbrellas and attacking the paparazzi with umbrellas and stuff. I was thinking like, Oh my God, she's so freaking crazy. But I mean, to think back now, you know, as a, you know, 35 year old now, she was 25 at the time and had already been in the business 
for, I mean, years. 14 years. Yeah. Pretty freaking crazy. Um, you know, at 25 years old. Yeah. Like I would have a freaking meltdown too, you know, thinking back on it now. So a lot of celebrities now are coming out and apologizing and kind of, you know, I know Sarah Silverman, she did like a whole skit on the VMAs, um, about, Brittany and, you know, talking crap about her and her kids and stuff, especially as being a mom. It really hurts my heart now to think about, you know, as a mom, what she must have been going through at that time. So watch it. Um, you know, I think it's a really, a really interesting watch, even if you're not like a huge Britney Spears mark. Um, I think, you know, she's a huge pop culture icon and it's definitely something that is worth, worth your time to, to dive into, but it's a whole series. So she's just one episode on this whole series of documentaries. So yeah, the, the episode she's on is called framing Britney Spears. Marco, have you watched this yet? I didn't, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, my wife was watching it. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but it, Definitely was pretty interesting. Um, they interview a lot of people that were like uh, close to her, mm-hmm. um, um, and around her at that at that time. From I mean, from the beginning when she first started the business, all the way up until you know she was crazy pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it seemed it seemed pretty interesting. Like the yeah, just like you mentioned, it was yeah a lot of the stuff that you kind of like made in front of or you know like joked about and stuff like that was you know. She's she's a human being at you know first and foremost. So yeah, like, and you think about that you think about now. I mean, social media celebrities have a lot more control over their image and what they put out, and they can immediately respond to anything that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like if somebody came out and said something, or if, if there's paparazzi that come out and say something, you know, that is a blatantly not true or. Like they like a celebrity can get on their Instagram stories and clear it up. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right away. Well, back then, I mean, I had a subscription to Us Weekly. Like, you know, you get the Us Weekly magazines every week and, you know, it was just like headlines, you know, you know, and back then there was no social media. I mean, the Internet was around. Whatever, whatever the media reported was the truth. Yeah, whatever the media reported was the truth. And they and obviously they sensationalized every single thing, you know, and they actually in the documentary, they talked to a uh, reporter like a paparazzi remember that literally that was her job was like going and getting dirt on Britney. And she would talk to people who were like her lighting crew on her tour and stuff. Um, and just like she would say, you know, you have anonymity if you just tell me, you know, whatever it is, you know, and obviously they spin the truth, but yeah. So like, you know, people are just saying all this stuff about you and you have no real means to come out and defend yourself, you know, and as a 25 year old, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Like you have to come <laughs> out and defend yourself as a 25 year old mom. Um, to have to do that. Like I, I just can't even imagine. So yeah, I'm really interested to sit down and watch. Um, again, I haven't watched it yet, but everybody that I know that has, has just been like really like they're, I, I it's been very eye opening for, for a lot of people. So yeah, super stoked to sit down and, and watch that this weekend. Marco, what's your all time favorite Britney Spears song? Oh man, that's hard. Probably lucky. Oh She's my so God. Lucky. She's so <laughs> 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 Oh my God. This is a, this is a story. Has it? I think how it goes at the beginning. No. Like, this is a story about Lucky. It's got to be. It's got to be. I'm a slave for you. I will never, like, because, you know, back back in the day when I was, like, you know, crazy, you think, like, she was like body goals back then. You know, she had her big pink, um, pie, or her big yellow python, and she was doing, like, that. Had the like jungle gear on. I will never forget like her VMA performance from that year. So yeah, um, I, I think that one's weak too, dude. I think I think uh, "Peace of Me." I think like from like the later years of Britney Spears. I think that was a banger. The original one, "Hit Me Baby One More Time." Hit me, time. baby, one more time. Still, still good. That was a good one. And then, "Oops, I Did It Again." 
Oops, I did it again. Toxic was pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, Toxic yeah, was yeah. a big hit, but I didn't really care for that song that much. I, I like Peace of Me, which was just, that was just a badass beat. Anybody could have hopped on that beat and that would have been sick. And, but as far as catching this value, I think it was, you know, Baby One More Time and, uh, and Oops, I did it again. I think I like, I like the softer side of Britney Spears. You guys are like, what was like her first soft single? Was it like Sometimes I Run or whatever? Sometimes I Run. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I, hide. I remember that. I remember that video on TRL. That, I think yes. that was her actually her second single after "Hit Me Baby One More Time." That was another one. It was all, all the credits really got to go to Max Martin. You know, the those, elder those millennials have spoken. We've yeah. used the TRL reference. Yeah, the people that uh, um, you know are really into music. You know, you might know the name, but Max Martin's a Swedish songwriter. He's behind a lot of the late '90s, early 2000s, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and Britney Spears songs. Just a tremendous songwriter. Um, definitely check him out. So again, the name's Max Martin. If you read his philosophy on like songwriting, he's actually got some pretty unique kind of like um, commandments, I guess, for lack of a better term, that he uses that are what makes his song so catchy. There's a reason that those songs 20 years later still stick in your head. You know, it's got a it's got to do with like the rhythm and the specific number of syllables and the way he writes them. Like they're designed to like get in your ear. Earworms. Yeah, and stay there for a day. So that's why like, you know, I still know all the words to like turn up my heart by NSYNC 20 years later, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's stuff that I heard yesterday that I can barely remember. So yeah, check out Max (laughs) Martin. Check out the Britney Spears docs. Um, While we're here, uh, let's talk about our buddy Fig Tease. You know, he started up a new website also. So it's not necessarily quarantine and chill, but it's definitely something to do while you're sitting around buying your time. If you're looking at your figures and you're like, you know what? This figure's cool, but it's just missing that little special something. Um, the figure shirts are what can really bring these things to life. They really help finish it off, especially with some of these figures that are just in their ring gear. Um, or Fig not Tees, even just in their ring gear, but if they have the Polly Pocket style t-shirts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Polly Pocket style T-shirts, they suck. You know, we I, I understand sometimes it's just cheaper to get them out like that, but you really got to have the soft goods to bring these things to life. Fig Tees has been, you know, they've been in the game for a while, just on Instagram and Twitter, but now they actually have an, an online store. The website is figtees.co.uk. Don't be scared off by that UK address. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I at first was skeptical because I was like, all right, this guy's based in the UK. I'm going to have to pay like, you know, 10 extra dollars for this. I don't know how he does it. The guy's a miracle worker. Somehow his prices are basically the same as if you're buying them from somebody that makes figure shirts here in the States. And the shipping is just as quick also. So hit up Fig Tees. Um, he makes a great product and a great service. And now he's got an online storefront. Um, what's what's his uh, IG and Twitter, Sheen? Yeah, so his um, his IG is at Fig Tees, uh, T-E-E-S. And then you can use code um, CFS, as in Chick-fil-A show, CFS15, and you get 15% off your total order. So, yep. yeah, you can use that code at his website and uh, save a little bit of money. So And we'll have the link in the show notes. So yep. check the show notes, support Fig Tees, help bring your wrestling figures to life. All right, it's now time for the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. This segment is brought to you by Chalkline. With that being said, it is time for our Chalkline check-in. So, Heel Husband, what Chalkline shorts are you rocking tonight? So, I busted out some uh, some, some Hall of Fame level Chalkline shorts. If I... I have 60 pairs of Chalkline shorts, you know, no shame. They, they make an excellent product. It makes me happy every time I put one of these pairs on. So, you know, if it seems a little excessive, it's not. But if I had to break it down to just one pair, if I want to keep one, these might be the pair I'd keep. These are the airbrushed 
Rick Rude shorts. So they're the ones they say simply ravishing across them. They look awesome. All kinds of different colors. They're white shorts and then the airbrush on top. You know, they're probably Rick Rude's most famous tights that he wore back in the 80s. We really need to get these things cranked out in a Mattel Elite. Jax did an awesome job in Classic Superstars, but we need this in Elite form. So so if you guys are listening, this needs to be the next Rick Rude figure that we get. And I also have the retro recommendation for this week. With Vengeance making a comeback on Sunday, I figured we should go with something Vengeance expired, and we're going with what's still one of NK Fabe, the greatest achievements in wrestling history. It's Chris Jericho becoming the first ever undisputed champion in professional wrestling history, and he did it by beating The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. Marco, what do you remember about this event? Um, I remember it just catapulted you know, Chris Jericho as a top star in the WWF at the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, rightfully so. I think he kind of came in at a like kind of like a rocky debut. Not no pun intended because the rock was there. Yeah, he needs to debut. find his footing. He, <laughs> he, did, he didn't quite live up to the hype right away when he debuted there in the summer of '99. He was he was always kind of you know he was the the number one underappreciated guy in WCW at least in the smart yep. size, but it didn't quite translate as quickly as you thought it would when he came over to WWE there in the summer of '99. Yeah, he yeah, you know, if you, I think they did something to wrestle uh, about Chris Jericho and his, you know, starting at WWF at the time and like the rise and stuff like that, and you know, they went over pretty much that that whole that whole year. Like, you know, he had to kind of like prove prove that he was that guy that he said he was. Yeah, he ended up um, executing so with China for a little bit, which was yeah weird. Yeah, so they pretty much like threw whatever at him, and he pretty much made gold out of everything that they threw at him. So. Um, the next step was definitely put him in the main event pitcher and eventually give him that uh that championship. Little did we know it was gonna be the undisputed championship and you know, him being the top two stars of the company yep. in one night. So yeah, I re- definitely remember that night. Awesome night. We got a great defining moments figure out of it. And uh yeah, if if Jericho never did anything else, he would have something he could hang his hat on for the rest of his career. But obviously he's gone on to have one of the, the most illustrious careers in wrestling history. And now let's move on to some listener mail. All right, Sheena, what did the Foley fam have for us this week? All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for some listener mail. And our first question comes in from Ryan Ferguson. He says, what is your favorite pre-order trailer for WWE games? You know, as horrible as the game was, I thought the trailer for 2K20 was pretty cool where they were at like the the fancy like black tie event and Roman Reigns and Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin yeah. were there. That one was pretty good. Marco, was... what'd you think? Oh man. That's a, that's actually really, that's a rough one. The Seth one was I gotta go cool with 2K18 with Seth with the burn it down. Yeah, dude. where like, Seth was in the, the warehouse and was like, you know, he had the baseball bat and he was smashing through all I the mean, stuff. I mean, that's where burn it down came from. Yeah. 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 That was pretty cool. The- the Steve Austin Dalton. one was awesome too, where the Steve Austin and Seth were showing up at that fire and throwing throwing stuff in the like oh, the, yeah. the campfire. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one was yeah. badass yeah. also. So um, so they, was, they had some pretty cool, they had some pretty cool exclusive uh, ones too, with like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, he was like walking through the uh, office building, we actually got an pretty much punking everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? There was a that was another good one. I don't think they did one for 2K15. 2K16, they had the Austin one. Uh, the Kurt Angle. 2K, they did one for Kurt Angle. Yeah, they did too. one for Kurt Angle. They did the one with Brock, too, where they actually brought... They made Suplex City like a real place. That oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. They've you always done a great job on those. Yeah, they always... You know, like the 2K20 
one with uh with the man with uh with yeah, Becky that's, Lynch. Yeah, that's, that's the one I said. said. Yeah. That's why I said it was probably okay. my favorite one. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Awesome. Great question, Ryan. Thank you. All right. So Thomas Kilgore says, What's some things that you wish Mattel or Jazzwares would improve slash add to their figure lines? For Mattel, you know, we actually just missed it. Get rid of the Polly Pocket clothing. I'd rather have none at all than have those, you know, because they yeah. just they're just not good. They they end up looking like a life jacket or a bulletproof vest or something more than they do a t-shirt. Yeah. For Jazzwares, yeah. I want to see them improve improve their belts. You know, the for the the regular AEW championship, I'm using the one that um, WWE uh, figure artist, our buddy in Greece, the one that he made. And I had same thing with the tag belts for the um, for the women's belt. Yeah, the one AEW made. I mean, it's okay as a placeholder, but they really need to upgrade how they're doing their belts. You know, their belts look the same way that ja- the Jacks belts used to look, which is they're just not quite ready for like you know really awesome photography. Yeah. What about you, Marco? Huh. I think they, they kind of already actually we didn't even talk about this, but uh, I was probably going to say the the elbow articulation, which they are adding yeah. uh, to the Mattel, Mattel line. Yeah. So that was kind of that was one of the things there. Um, I want I wish they would do more with the I feel like the like the Jazzwares. Uh, if you if you've messed around with the UFC figures that they did uh, recently, they the leg articulation um, seems more. I mean, even on the AEW figures, they seem more, like, not s- stiff in a good way. Like, they, they're better poseable, I think, than the, the Mattel um, legs. So, I think, I mean, that would be something to improve on would be the, like, the leg movements of, yeah, the, the, of the Mattel figures. The clip I think. joints in the in the AEW figures really, like... They hold. They yeah, don't, they don't, yeah, they feel like yeah. bones. Like, they're, yeah. like, they're actually, like, like, actually, like... Like cracking a bone almost. Yeah. If, if Mattel could add that, crunching. that would be that would be mage. I would be. Uh, yeah. I would like that a lot. All right. So a non wrestling related question. Philip Dunnett says Yorkshire puddings, yay or nay? Do you guys even know what a Yorkshire pudding I, is? I have no opinion on this. I off the name alone, I'm going to say no. It doesn't sound like something like Marco. I feel like I have. Uh, ooh, yeah. I've had I've had it once. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't have like a. I mean, I could. I'll be honest. Take it or leave it. Yeah, essentially. I've never, I've never had this. It's like the, it's like a cross between because I had to research after he posted that question. I had to do a little bit of research because I was like, what the hell is Yorkshire pudding? Um, it's like, yeah, a, it's, like it's like a cross between a souffle and a cheese puff, but there's like no cheese. Yeah. I was like, dude, you can tell. I don't know if this is like a UK thing or whatever because you know our buddy yeah, across the pond. It is. But like, if this was in America, it would have cheese. You know, like yeah, yeah. Merkins, yeah. we like we like cheese on everything. <laughs> Um, but I was thinking it was going to be like a dessert, like something sweet, but it's literally just like a, a crusty, like, like hollow muffin. Um, so yeah, no, I'm going to have to go with no. Um, let's get one more question for the, uh, for the Yorkshire. All right. So we'll, we'll take, let's see here. Okay. We'll take a, a question from Robert Gino. Cause I liked this question. Um, if we didn't answer your question this week, we will definitely hit you up on next week's episode. So Robert Gino is going to be our last one for today. He says, since mania is slowly approaching, what's everyone's favorite match. And also what is your favorite cereal? Favorite match, like favorite match ever. Favorite match ever. Doesn't have to be a WrestleMania match. I'm assuming he didn't specify a WrestleMania match. One so. did happen at WrestleMania, uh, March 1997, WrestleMania 13. Oh, Bret the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin submission match is just it's perfection, perfect feud. Two of the greatest of what you know, the greatest of all time, and then you know one of the other top five of all time. Right, they're both operating at their peak. This is before Steve Austin's neck injury, so he was still at. 
his best version. Um, and they executed a double turn, you know, that, yeah. that it's been attempted and, and, you know, various other times that wrestling, but never as perfectly as it was, um, on this, this particular night, you know, they came in, Bret Hart was the good guy. Steve Austin was the bad guy and they left. Bret Hart was getting booed out of the building and Steve Austin was the most loved wrestler in the WWF by the time the event was over. So just perfect, perfect 10 of a wrestling match. Uh, it's, it's got brawling, it's got technical action and it's got an awesome story that goes through the whole thing. So that's my all time favorite match. Yeah. Well, you still mind. I'm going to go, I'll, I'll say, say SummerSlam 94 with, uh, Brett and Owen in, in the, the in the steel cage. Yeah. yeah. Can't, can't really mess with that. That's a, a killer, killer match, brother versus brother. Um, and I love, I have a, a really soft spot in my heart for that blue steel cage. What about you, Marco? Man, if it, it wasn't, if it wasn't for the finish, but I mean, this is definitely one of my, uh, probably my, actually my favorite. I will go, we'll go media match. Uh, Rock Austin. Yeah. WrestleMania 17. Yeah. It's an awesome match, um, man. Why yeah. you say that? Uh, just because of Austin, that kind of weird heel turn at the end. Yeah. yeah at the end. But yeah. uh, I, I don't take it as really a heel turn. As he, he said he was going to win by any means necessary, but I mean, they could have, which I wish they would have just like had him like kind of like side with Vince. And then the next night, just like, Flip him off and drop a stunner yeah, on him, like that, that, stunner, that type of thing. Stunner right after the match, man. You know. Oh yeah, either, either that, but yeah, no, it, definitely. It didn't even really help him out that much. I mean, what did Vince do? Really, he handed him a chair, right? And that was it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So they really had nothing to build on. That was an awesome match, though. So that was those two guys that kind of like you know, as far top. as their yeah, as far as the the fans you know being over, that was the actual absolute peak. Yeah, and it was the best WrestleMania ever. You know, that one in WrestleMania ten, I think, are the two best ever. So awesome main event to an awesome show all right and the the most important part of this whole question was what is your favorite breakfast cereal Ooh. honestly like this is breakfast like a, breakfast cereal is hard for me because i love a, it it's like my trigger food i can I eat everything. i can eat a whole box of any breakfast cereal on the planet yeah like it's like Same i don't even here. keep cereal in our house like i keep a little bit for the kids but i don't even keep cereal in the house because it's like one of those things like i have no self-control i will literally eat cereal until i <laughs> Feel ill. I like cinnamon toast crunch a lot. You know, I've ate a lot of it. I eat a lot of it like dry. Also, like yeah. if there's cinnamon toast crunch around, I'll just grab a handful and eat it. it. But like when when Sheena read this question, the thing that popped in my mind was Crispix. I know that's like super super wow. duper boring. Are you like eighty. But my mom used to get Crisp. <laughs> my mom used to have Crispix when I was a kid, and like I just remember eating both of Crispix and like. It it sounds kind of weird, but I would actually like it when it started to get a little bit soggy and stuff. So yeah, I, I think. You know, Crispix. If I had to pick one all-time favorite cereal, that's what I would go with. Crispix. All right, mm. Marco. See, I, I think like the always a go-to is cinnamon toast crunch. That's gotta be my. Yeah, it's um, kind of my go-to. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I do like I do have other. I like I like berry kick sometimes too. That's that that pops into the favorites. I, love it. I like uh, Lucky I like Charms. life a lot. Also, life is good too. Yeah, I you know even, what? I even like shitty cereals like life. I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm gonna go with Lame. frosted mini wheats. I do love frosted Dude, mini wheats. Dude, I was gonna well. say frosted mini wheats. I love frosted mini wheats. Yeah, frosted mini wheats are so yeah. good. You don't. You, none of your cereals, Seth, had any sugar on them. Like the crispy. Yeah, apparently that's shitty. So sorry, I, I insulted Seth's cereal. Seth's cereal um, preferences. <laughs> <You're> a- <laughs> he just likes plain, plain corn, plain crunchy corn. So one crispix is actually like very flavorful. Like you probably didn't eat it because you basic, so you're just eating the sugar filled cereals. <laughs> She's just glaring at me now. <laughs> you smile to an angry face. But life isn't. Life has sugar on it. Life has sugar on it. I yeah, life, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's it, it does. Yeah, it has, it has sugar. No. Yeah. 
Well, it doesn't have marshmallows or anything fun. Yeah. So yeah. Or frosted the the, the, meaty the beauty of eating cereal is that it's full of fun and whimsy. You know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. You may, you may as well be eating oatmeal if you're just going to eat Crispix. You know, Crispix is delicious. It makes me happy, and I like life also. So. Oh, and um, yeah, Frosted Mini Wheats also definitely cleans out your insides, too. So Frosted if you definitely Mini Wheats wanna... scratches your throat too much, though, man. <laughs> Frosted Mini Wheats is kind of painful you sometimes. Got, you, got to, you got to wait. There's like a perfect like point where the milk is just – where the Frosted Mini Wheat is just oh, soggy so enough where yeah, it doesn't where hurt it doesn't hurt best. your throat. But it's 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 like, you know, perf- still crispy enough to enjoy. Um, yeah, I love it all. I, I Rob, I don't have any preference. I will eat Fruity Pebbles. I will eat Lucky Charms. I will eat Cocoa Puffs. I, I don't care. I'll eat uh, cereal is like my my downfall when it comes Let's to do food. a Patreon. Yeah. Let's do a Patreon episode. We, we just eat bracket. cereal. We should do a bracket of like top cereals. Yeah, that's I, actually a good idea. Maybe we'll do that after we do our Black History Month uh, wrestling figure podcast. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the next one will be uh, March is for breakfast cereal. Yeah, we'll March do a March Madness, madness for breakfast cereals. <laughs> yeah, and we I'll, we will fight to the death um, as to why why uh, you know life isn't the best cereal. <laughs> All right, that wraps up episode 115 of the Chick Foley Show. Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys out on social media. Follow me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Follow Marco over on the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. And please join our Foley fam. We're lots of fun. Go to chickfoleyshow.com. It's $1 uh, for all a of that. month. A dollar a month. 10 bucks a year. 10 bucks That's a year. That's one trip to Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, st- don't, don't buy your cereal this month and uh, join, join the Foley fam. Yep. And remember guys, listen and or subscribe and review to the uh, the show. It helps us out, helps new listeners discover us and use code Chick Foley at ringside. So as always, Marco, do you have any closing thoughts for the listeners? I actually do. That's oh boy. Whoa. For the, uh, Whoa. So this is for, uh, for, obviously it's Valentine's Day weekend. So we'll give, we'll give a little quote on Valentine's Day quote. You ready mm-hmm. for this? Uh, so it's love recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination of full hope. Kind of like the Ultra Warrior running down the aisle, hurtling and leaping fences and penetrating walls. And that is by my Angela, by the way. Yes. And, and, no, and no selling moves as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my Angela, by the way. So. Wow. Happy Valentine's Very, Day. Happy Valentine's All Day, right. Marks. That was going to be hard to top. So episode 115's in the books. We'll leave you guys with this. <laughs> Enjoy vengeance.